Exactly. So this girl has been carrying. This is an actress. But Drake here's is the actress. thing. Here's the thing. Like, no, no. Here's period. okay. Listen, Taryn, I said I wasn't gonna talk about Drake. <laughs> the views expressed on this recording are solely those of the artists, and by no means do we encourage or condone violence against law officials. Oh, it's for you. It's for you. Welcome to Blue Cheese, everyone listening. I am your host, Ebeniel Haynes, and um, I would like to welcome my guest today. Hi. What's up? Um, I am Shane Oliver. I am the... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I am a... I don't know. I don't like using creative directors. I mean, I mean what should I say? A, a multi-disciplinary um, artist. Artist, yeah, go. sure, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> from New York, uh, or I grew up in New York, yeah. From Minnesota. From Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here, Shane. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for um, having me. I've been really excited to chat to you and hear your song selection. I um. So as I mentioned, we're not going to do a very formal interview. Yeah. But I realized when I was biking over here that I really try to not do research after yeah. hearing the song. <laughs> Full disclosure for anyone, everyone listening, I was sent the song yesterday. <laughs> so it's really I like I don't, I don't do a deep dive. No, it's good. It's yeah, really okay. supposed <laughs> to be a, a reaction response to, to the prompt of what are you currently listening to or regular go-to. Yeah. And I listened to it um, really quickly. I, I knew the name. Yeah. Um, and I knew what I was about to listen to, but I just went through a kind of sporadic playlist on my bike ride over here, which totally. was about a 45 minute bike ride. Ooh. And I realized something <laughs> that I do for every episode, but it's not, wasn't planned. It's kind of like, it's probably going to be using this phrase wrong, but it is like a Rorschach te- like test for my ears. Yeah. Meaning just like instant things that this song or the song selections my guest have called like you know conjure for me yeah totally so we're gonna play this it's only an hour a minute an hour it's a minute and 27 (laughs) seconds (laughs) i'm gonna play the whole thing this time because i think it's a short enough clip and it is important to hear the whole clip and then we'll talk later maybe we can turn our mics off for this minute and 27 seconds cool here we go Thank you. 
well. <laughs> um, I assume that will be a familiar clip for most people. That is Bernard Herrmann. That song is called Twisted Nerve. And, I mean, Kill Bill soundtrack, which is, I think, a reference for everyone. Can you, you don't have to have (laughs) a real, like, prescribed answer, but what's up with the song? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so... I haven't made any playlists or been bumping stuff. I've just been doing a lot of music research. I'm in like that downloading moment. And I've actually been like way more intrigued by film soundtracks, just like watching and also just watching way more film than like sitting down and like bumping music with friends. Obviously, also post COVID and like, you know, just getting back to the social thing. It's, I think I've just been like, interacting with music like through the relationships that I have with film Mm -hmm. and that was just one that I felt was short enough to make that point Mm -hmm. (laughs) that like now you know it's like having weird fever dreams (laughs) of like sleeping with like HBO Max on and like also Mm -hmm. like looking at film and like researching stuff and like just being in this and it also kind of has that energy to it too like that uh, that little bit of fever dream thing, you know. Um, yeah, like I had COVID like <laughs> last month. And oh no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a moment. And, you know, just the way the experience of uh, that and recovering and dealing with, like, I got, and I got it like literally the first time I went out after like not being in my bubble. Oh no. And it was really whatever and then I went back into the bubble and it was like only watching films and, da, 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 and all that stuff and so like this it felt like how that felt you know that that and you know it has a little Gen Z twist with how short it is um I just wanted something that just was like yeah no it's perfect I love a good short <laughs> song yeah <laughs> um I wish I you said this that a Gen Z vibe but I actually feel like Gen Z goes ham on the total <laughs> runtime everybody does like five to six minute songs and 30 songs on the album no it's nobody's true. ever heard of an ep before or like that just is like very the, true. give me a little teaser i'll give you 24 songs that like equate to maybe the same thing and <laughs> <laughs> you know yes. you're just like okay word i kind of get it i mean it reminds me a little bit of like the puffy era you yeah. know when it was just like we get it skits like it's gonna be a a, a moment but I, fu- I like I kind of think that they're you know aiming t- again not for like the listening of albums but like for performing for people totally you know performing what I mean? people Instagram I love um I talked about this really early in this pod last year but um Tierra Wax first album mm-hmm. or second album really was created with Instagram in mind. Right, totally. It's like songs that you could post. Yeah. Because that's our attention span. Exactly. No, Cardi <laughs> is really, I mean, I love, I mean, I, I, I've always loved, like, really liked him, but, and I didn't really like this last record until I, like, understood that context. And I was like, oh, it's, like, meant to be broken up and mm. taken apart and, like, this is for summer jam and this part is like for actually listening in the house and this is for the car and like you know the, it's it's 
they're making playlists as albums totally and and like they want you to partition it but yeah like, there's like an, a little bit of an innate uh editing to it which is weird because you really go into it and you're like this is a shit show um because i'm i am like very romantic about the idea of al- i love like someone that can edit you know what i mean that idea but i also like now appreciate what you know artists like him are doing too um only because of again like when summer came around and like he started performing and i was like oh yeah like he's going way off you yeah know? and that makes so much sense to be heard live and like outside yeah there is something different with the concert vibe yeah. for something mm-hmm. i mean this song made me think of uh well, I don't know if it's time for me to do my own Rorschach text, but I'll just give it to you anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, I thought of this. Do you know this song? I'll let a little bit of it play. Oh, yeah. Totally. The only It really just hits when it comes in. Mm-hmm. How much do they pay for this? True. I know the song, but who made it? Rob Stone. Well, oh, yeah, word. Okay, cool. Uh, we just have to wait for the beat to drop, guys. It was <laughs> worth it. Rob Stone, two damn phones, Babylon's can't crack yeah, the coat. No, no. Used to <laughs> sip out styrofoam, but forget I should sit on Backwoods, is he considered slept on? Like, I don't know. Like, um. I mean, I would say so. Do you know the name of this album? (laughs) Nor do I. No. (laughs) No, (laughs) But I did. I did know this song. (laughs) It should hit. Yeah. So. Um. (laughs) I mean, YouTube has over 300 million views, but this is also from 2015. And full disclosure, this song came to to mind right away, but it took a minute to remember. But I also refused to do a like a sample search so i really had to (laughs) hit up my partner and i was trying to remember the lyrics but it also recalled for me this is a little close to home but um i have a toddler and i've been trying to (laughs) how are they yeah (laughs) amazing okay cool i mean he's like the i mean i don't want to go on about my own child everybody yeah. loves him <laughs> but he's super smart and hilarious yeah and he really gets into when he gets into something he's really into it. i guess that's what what all toddlers are you're learning something you're yeah. really soaking it up totally and this is no one to blame but myself really i've been hesitant to have we don't really have tv on in the house but i don't i'm not opposed to it you know yeah. i'm not like no tv ever mom so on the weekends we started sh- doing movies and my rule was they have to be animated and they have to be musicals oh cool i mean that's great something you know some kind of boundary (laughs) yeah but i also want to watch it with him so i'm i've been introducing things that i really love yeah he's super obsessed with mary poppins that doesn't really pertain to this but (laughs) it reminds me of this i mean i mean i can't imagine everyone would recognize this This is from the Alice in Wonderland soundtrack. I listen to this every (laughs) fucking day. 
every day I listen to the Alice in Wonderland. But it's really beautiful. Yeah. But there's also like, um, and you'll skip to some when they start singing. <laughs> so this is like flowers are singing in this part of the movie. But this movie's kind of fucked up. Right. When I'm watching it with, with my son, it's like, well, she's yeah, she's just dreaming, but I mean, there's references to, I mean, lots of things, shrooms and smoking, yeah. and I mean, she's Disney chasing a white rabbit. It's crazy as, like, Tarantino. Totally. It's That's very an excellent that. point. It's, it's very, very crazy. <laughs> I was telling a friend of mine, um, an artist friend who we both know, but I was telling her that I felt I was being all, you know, responsible saying right. something like i was only letting him watch animated musicals so we watched a lot of disney and she looked at me like girl well, that's <laughs> hectic but it's true yeah it's, like it's, so it's, it's really dark yeah it's 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 definitely weighted i feel like you know it's like similar to oh god i'm gonna go crazy but um just like you know like the nazi era where it was just like like there was so much intoxication um, allowance, like you know, um, insanity being allowed in like a structure that was meant to be like, you know, f- meant to create like a new world. That it just um, the outcome is just like blurred. It's crazy. It's like, you know, what like is that? Like what? That's are you such doing? a great point, though. <laughs> Even from this era of talking about like Bernard Herrmann or like yeah. Lawrence Welk, like these like kind of orchestrated um, an orchestra driven albums or sounds and yeah. what this idea of what's classical and like Bauhaus and these moments that are really high culture mixed with the Nazi culture. Yeah, totally. But I just say that it wasn't mixed, but Nazis actually policed for lack of a better word the sounds and dances and imagery and theater totally. and movies that the people could absorb. It yeah. was it had to like meet these marks of what cult good culture is. Totally. So to think about hearing all of those sounds and like a, a whole entity that was looking to purify the white yeah because like as in the like world is, Disney is dictating yeah Disney what we're feels looking at. like that like constantly you're always being fed that energy where it's just like well this is how you should you kids should be and and then it's like actually being done by the people that should not be telling anyone to do anything Um, and the crazy don't get me started (laughs) on the um like like weird feminized villain culture totally also the lack of connection it's like how can mufasa be james earl jones and simba be jeremy irons like he's has a british accent no (laughs) like can we create some continuity for the kids Listen, no, exactly. I'm deep in Disney world. No, totally. <laughs> no, I definitely, it, that is like really um, something that, you know, obviously it's so, I guess it's like such a thing, like dark web energy to kind of get into those realms. But I do think that um, they're just always, uh They've always tried to keep up, like, just keep up with the times and, like, always, but they're always, like, doing it through that lens that's always, like, you know, very, um, just, like, too far. Mm. It's, like, way too far. It's, like, you know what it is? It's judgmental. Mm. And, like, there's, like, a lot of judgment that's being passed in Disney films, which, you know, 
Also, I, I'm not saying that it's like Disney's fault. I think it's, you know, the artists are like, well, you know, I don't I know. I mean, it's a bit somebody, somebody needs yeah. to make the right call. <laughs> no, totally. It's and somebody is not. But we totally absorb that yeah. shit without questioning. And yeah. I thought I would question things more after having a kid, but I don't. I sit him down in front of. Yeah. Like, what's the one that um, Mickey Mouse is the maestro? That one seems. Fantasia. Yeah. I mean. That one seems innocent enough. You know, the only innocent one is Winnie the Pooh. Right. Pooh is the bomb. Also. It's not. It's, yeah. <laughs> Pooh is the bomb. Although there are no female characters in that story except oh for the mom. Oh, my God. You and so right. yeah. <gasps> and, you know, the donkey is depressed. Um, is rabbit is like ambiguously. Are they everything. a bunch of queens? I, I mean, think they're I think they're secretly maybe a bunch of queens. Even yeah. like Pooh's kind of fab. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, pig, piglet's <laughs> like high anxiety. No, I mean like if you Ro- break I mean, down, I mean Christopher Robin is like <laughs> that is like for sure. This a queen. is the best pod conversation <laughs> I probably have ever had because legit, all I do is watch these movies. I could go deep. On, I mean, I, I mean, as as a young kid, I definitely identified him like as a queen i was like oh like like I, he's like on the same wavelength like the outfits the outfits the wellies the tall you rain boots with mean? the shorts i'm just like this is like short blue short shorts short navy yeah. shorts with tall rain boots and a and a blue jacket he knows what he's doing jumping in those puddles and then he had Pooh, who was like the bear like in more ways than one <laughs> you know it is i mean it is a little crazy you know when they when they were hanging out with the other ones i didn't notice it as much but definitely when those two were together i was like this is a bit not like it wasn't it wasn't sexual but it was definitely um relative to kind of being young and gay and like i don't know it, it, that's what i felt like to that you know but, you know, it still is really cool. It's really cute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that my son will sing, you know, the intro to Winnie the Pooh and <laughs> says, I mean, he dr- wants to dress up like Mary Poppins. I mean, yeah. I think it's just nice to kind of spark <laughs> imagination. Totally. Um, What's the, like, um, the British, I mean, I guess Mary Poppins is British, but there's, like, the other one where she kind of is a witch. And she has a cane, and she knocks the floor with it. There's another Mary Taryn Poppins. Taryn knows. What's up, Taryn? Annie McPhee. Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee. Yeah, Nanny McPhee. <laughs> you need to, Nanny McPhee is good. Let me write it down. Nanny McPhee is like a moment <laughs> for sure. I'll get on to the Nanny McPhee. Because that one is more wicked. But is there it's musical? Is there music in it? It's it's a little Humpty Dumpty, but there's music. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter now because now he tells me no, Mama, oh, when I'm really? singing. I'm not allowed to oh. sing. It's really does sad. Does he sing through it? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. He does. That's a good spark to definitely like. He really likes to sing it. Actually, he started a uh, stop. We have to maybe cut this out. We can't just talk about <laughs> my son the whole time. This will just be for our B-roll right. or something, Taryn. <laughs> but he sings in his crib like, oh, when he wakes cool. up. He doesn't like pop up. He's like bread and butterflies tulips like he doesn't really know all the words it's really cute anyways yes yes yes. back to to bernard herman (laughs) um twisted nerve yeah so Um, for everyone listening bernard herman like 
I wish I think I will Wikipedia this after our pod because this nigga must have been going through some things. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Bernard Herman, famous. I, yeah. I mean I knew he was famous for certain things, but I haven't revisited this since college. But he also wrote this. Oh really? From Psycho. That's crazy. Okay, well. So Adina. This I mean, he's, yeah. something's going on, <laughs> yeah. right? He also mm. did the main title from Taxi Driver. Oh my God, this is how exactly how I got into. First of all, okay, so my first like presentation that I ever did that was like meant for fashion people was uh, I used the score. Really? Yeah, yeah, and I think it was from my love of that, and then I kind of got into like the compositions, and then I actually only found out about Taxi Driver through the score. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And then I found out that the film was just incredible. And then my Robert De Niro crush went through the roof and, you know. <laughs> he has a, dare I say, black fetish? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, I've, I mean, that kind of like, uh, you know, created the crush a bit more. I was like, oh, okay, let's see what, how deep it goes. But, you know, he has a type. He has a it's type. It's not like a universal black thing it's definitely like a very specific look you know oh we need to talk about that more (laughs) um but like i mean i'm just thinking as i'm looking as we're speaking now for everyone listening i'm looking at this bernard herman um playlist and it's largely um (laughs) it's it's largely yeah um what's what am i saying um Movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Where's one that I think everyone else will recognize? I was listening to it on the way. I don't know how familiar people are, but that's not it. He, there's a lot of. You remember the movie Vertigo? Oh my god! Wow. I think it's this one. But Vertigo, I mean, just like really f- kind of fucked up storylines that yeah. have a lot of like duality and like. And, well, I guess, well, I guess not Taxi Driver, but, like, strong, well, I guess not. I guess, like, Twisted Nerve with um, uh, Tarantino came later, Mm. and that was, like, but I definitely feel like it definitely reigns, like, into, like, female chaos, too. It's, like, this thing of, like, weird female chaos that... I guess, like, I guess even Taxi Driver was, like, this, like, oh, like, prostitute, you know, that whole thing. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? It ha- there's, like, these undertones. The psycho? The, yeah, totally. Two? Yeah. It's, like, which, you know, is, like, essentially, like, what amazing horror films are based on. It's, like, have you female seen turmoil. Have you, female turmoil. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what and everybody's is life like is that. off of? Have you seen Poor the new Candyman? I did. <laughs> I thought it was really bad and really good at the same time. <laughs> I haven't seen it, full disclosure, okay, but I'm really right, excited okay. to see it. Yeah, I, I like. I thought it was, you know, like films like that. I don't really take serious, um, because of the way that it was introduced. I mean, you know a little bit about it. It's like yes. based on like art world stuff. Yes, I have a good. Anyways, you finish <sighs> and I'll like tell you. <laughs> and I could not keep a straight face. And I, like, actually was laughing out loud and people were, like, turning around and, like, wanted me to leave the theater because I was just, like, this is, like, way too funny. And there was, like, 
the quintessential like white woman that is in love with the black male artist and it was just like I couldn't keep a straight face and that part of it made it like really um have a duality for me where it was like it was really bad and really good and I mean that also <laughs> keeps up with the original have you seen the original candy you know I have not seen the original I just I went into it blindly I just knew that it was very beautiful and I I, I looked back at it and I thought it was really beautiful but when it came out I was terrified you know yeah the original like, yeah I was terrified yeah when it came out I totally I mean I was way too young to understand yeah how fucked up the storyline was but i did get sucked into the fear of saying Candyman in the mirror um and then when i so you just said something about you know you really liked it but also hated it and it was yeah. like funny so that's kind of like the b movie class totally. like you know fits that <laughs> description and i think i mean the original Candyman movies i think there were three right or something right, at right. least two i don't remember but um, those were considered B movies, but also this like I remember this visual of the white woman in the original Candyman who's like this tragic. I don't know if she like gets stabbed or whatever happens. She like faints, but like the black man, the black like Candyman is like carrying her and deciding whether he's gonna. He's kind of is he kind of like in love with her, but he's also there's like, a different narrative this time. There's a different around. narrative. Yeah, this time. If anyone's listening and thinking oh. I'm butchering it, this is my podcast. <laughs> I haven't seen the original Candyman in probably like 30 years. So, uh, the um, new one. Do you know? So in the new the one, cake. I don't. I don't. I didn't know how much, or still understand how much Art World influenced it. But somebody sent me a screenshot that says, "Wait, I have to pull it up." to accurately quote it because essentially I am quoted I am referenced in this movie no but no, no, me no. along with some friends yes Ooh, I um, mean that I'm showing everyone here so this is the photo of this this is a screenshot of that character do you did you remember her yeah no totally yeah <laughs> showing everyone in the room Taryn, oh come and have my a look. god you are so right oh my god like and now this I character says I could for all of my entre new bitches, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna call it out here on the podcast, which everybody listens to. So it's don't worry, no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> but she says I could introduce you to the women of entre new. And a friend sent this to me because I am a part of a group. Yeah. That has been written about in New York Magazine oh called goodness. Entre New. Uh -huh. I think it's New York Magazine. Shit, I should. <laughs> the cut the cut is also that i don't remember okay. yeah yeah. shout totally. out whoever did i'm sorry <laughs> but um it was really beautiful they photographed all of us together so it's a group of black femmes who work in the commercial art world which is very particular not yeah, a museum sure. not a non-profit like for-profit totally. gallery model and um my very good friend courtney willis blair started it and it started really small and there was just five of us maybe uh -huh. like five years ago four years ago wow and now we have 14 Ooh, and right. i think 14 12 or 14 something like that <laughs> but i mean it's grown exponentially yeah but it's called entrepreneur and it started with like a dinner club where we would just meet once a month to just kiki yeah and recognize that we're the only black femmes in the room totally. at an art fair or any art related yeah. thing and to create a network of 
a network, any kind of network that is for black bodies in that space. So when I saw the screenshot, and this bitch says, I can introduce you to the ladies of Entrepreneur, I sent it to all of the girls. I was like, <laughs> um, does somebody get a production credit here? Because no. it's specifically mentioning our group. And it was crazy because I didn't know like if they were... The way that they went about it, it was like, you don't know if they're making fun of it yeah. or living for it. And that was the part that I was like, the duality was like, this is really bad and really good. I was just like, are they like actually like beginning to dig into this as like a context for film in general? And like, you know, it was just giving me like, it didn't understand what was going on. Like, you know, it was like people with like, uh, pork pie hats. <laughs> you know where you're just like, is this like 2007? You said pork pie hats. Yeah, you know that's, that's where you know you are <laughs> the most creative person in the room when you're taking references of a one of one clothing item that has to mean 10 different things. Pork pie hats is a very particular reference. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just like, you know, the art hat where you're just like, uh, oh, you're taking any hat that isn't supposed to be worn the way it's supposed to be worn <laughs> and wearing it cocked to the back. You know, it's like I'm asking dying. for it. And it, it was a lot of that happening. So I didn't know if they were actually like trying to like celebrate. It was, so, it was almost so bad it might have been a joke. Right. And I was just like, is this like what they think is real or are they actually making fun of it? And I didn't know what was going on. I also don't know like how the Chicago art scene is, too. And, you know, sometimes, like, New York is a bit more, it's not progressive, but just, like, a you know, the the lifestyle is tuned in with the work mm-hmm. a bit a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if, you know, you know, sh- you know sometimes, know. like, you'll go to the Midwest and it'll just be like, oh, that's how it goes. But everyone is actually, like, being taken seriously and the work is great and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but it was, like, very confusing as to, like, if they were making fun of it and I didn't know if it was like you know and then there's like this whole genre now that's like faux get out and you're just like what's happening and it's just like faux get out is the new genre (laughs) (laughs) has anyone else in this room seen it new candy man Taryn have you seen it Mm -mm. um my birthday came and went it was very uneventful but that's how I like it but my my plan because I've been so busy I shouldn't say that. Everyone's whatever. Just <laughs> my plan was because I didn't want to prioritize planning something for my birthday. Yeah. I wanted to have a day at home alone. Yeah. Where I just didn't go into work and oh, you should my partner went to work <laughs> and the baby went to school, daycare. Totally. And I was going to watch the first original oh, Candyman. Like just oh. like sit and watch and then watch the new one. Mm-hmm. But I've, you know, my birthday was in August, and I haven't yet had a full day alone. Yeah, let's do it this weekend. I think you know what's un- you know what's underrated, <laughs> a lo- being alone. Yeah, <laughs> I love my family dearly. I wouldn't. I would die without them. But sometimes, like I, I don't think I've had one hour by myself if it wasn't like excluding car travel. Yeah, it's getting it's getting <laughs> a little. You know. Again, it's, like, you know, post-COVID and, you know, just, like, I mean, I know, like, having a family is a bit different, but, you know, just even being around 
my friend group has been like, you know, it's. You I wish we had a Patreon video <laughs> channel so everyone could have just seen. <laughs> it was all love for the record. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it. it but it, your friend group is also, I don't think, I'm, I mean, maybe you can enlighten me. It seems like I don't even know, but it's that I would assume you have a very extensive friend yeah, web but it also is like you know family in the sense where there's like a lot of responsibility that goes into relationships and also i have a lot of like kids you know mm-hmm. that are <laughs> um i mean definitely needing to be taken care of and that just gets really crazy i can escape thankfully i can only imagine i mean like you know it's not even escaping but i get what you're saying like the idea of just like quietness and like that that had to be respected, like, over um, quarantine, where I just, like, I'm, like, people would, like, come in the room, like, because some of my kids, like, were, you know, my kids would, mm-hmm. like, stayed with me, mm-hmm. and I would just fake sleep, you know, just hit them with the, <laughs> mind you, they would see the laptop on, you know, yeah, and I'm, like, yeah. obviously, like, <laughs> doing stuff, but I would just be, like, fake sleeping, you know, sometimes you know, and they would know it's fake sleep, and they would just know that that's that just a means moment. It's your time. Yeah, it's just like don't for yeah. like at least four hours, you know. But you know, <laughs> um, but I mean, it is interesting. You, I totally appreciate other versions of kids because I think some of like I mean, across the board, being yeah. responsible or you know, guardianship, mentorship all of those ships are also important and um, we don't have to go in depth, but I mean, you have a lot of ships, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine, I mean, when you, when you are like cognizant and aware and, and want to do a good job, it's it's very draining because you don't, you never like want to dismiss somebody's, yeah no no totally it's i mean it has been that and you know you know it's really interesting to see how when that light that sort of when you when a person gives off that energy how the most responsible person could even become infantile like Mm. like reacting to that energy like Mm -hmm. you know like i think you know it's just like the same thing with like being really strong and like maybe moving out of the house and moving to like a new city and da 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 da, da and like your parents are at home but as soon as you get into that door it's like all it's all gone you know what I mean and, and I've experienced that like with like you know like, you know through anonymous club like dealing with a lot of just the youth like we're all headstrong individuals and like they come in with an aesthetic and it's like da, da, da. Mm. and as soon as like I open up that like mother hand it's mm-hmm. like melting like butter and it's like you know and that's it- so beautiful though <laughs> you know I I think what I love most about Anonymous Club and just the spaces you've created is I think anybody who can say that they're in partner or collaboration or even menteeship with you yeah. I mean, certain people, you, I would count myself as one of those people as well, recognize how hard it is in the room sometimes before you have the ability to make the decisions of who else gets let in. So as you're moving your way up and you're in that space with all of these white bodies and minds and money and ideas about what you should be doing, as soon as you have the ability to change that a little bit, 
it's it's exciting but also it's important for you so it's a bit it's taxing because you want to you're really invested in giving other people voices which is amazing yeah by the way but thanks yeah it's just like i'm kind of like you know it's exactly that you know it's like okay well i know how to do this i'm gonna like teach you while also like giving you the job (laughs) you know like and kind of uh doing it in this incubation way where people can have access to you as much as you want them to and then like you can grow into like essentially the person that inevitably realizes how it actually is Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's a little bit of guarding it but also giving them the the experience the skill set to conquer in those situations quote unquote conquer in those situations and like but um, I mean, they may not recognize it now, and I don't want to speak for anybody who's in the club. Yeah. <laughs> but I th- I know that whatever kind of friction happens or disappointment or whatever, like if expectations that they have aren't met or it's not managed properly and they think something different will be the outcome, I would bet everything I have that l- once they move on and reflect on yeah. this opportunity... I mean, I don't know about you, but I never had a boss of co- like I never had a black boss. Sorry. And no. <laughs> even I, I would just hope that even people who work with me, if we if there's somebody said something really great to me the other day was like, um, everybody here is in a partnership, and in partnerships there must be dissonance. Like there must be that dissonance where we can disagree and and we can't always be on the same page. But totally. that kind of that has to come if it's a true yeah. partnership, because one we can't have the same voice. But I would just hope I think that everyone who mo- in 10 years from now will reflect on you'll yeah. be in, you'll be in the like acceptance speeches no, of all of the I hope so too. different I mean, houses. Like, no, no, totally. I like because, you know, like even that's like. HBA was a great example, and that's like kind of, kind of why I use that as an a launching point for people to understand like what that process is, because it is like an entirely new process to work with like a black staff, be the black boss, be this, a- and also maintain and be responsible for that conversation. And how it relates in an entirely new, like, place. You know what I mean? Like, just opening new... Well, and not only, like, just opening it as a representation of, like, of color, but just, like, in general. Just, mm-hmm. like, introducing new things. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, the vulnerability that is there. And then, like, it's, like, what was always a thing in HBA that also, like, kind of... Like when people were just like beginning to feel like okay, well maybe it's time to take a break. It's like the protection of it. It's like mm. who is protecting us? Like we don't really have like. I mean, like to bring it into like a fashion context, it would be like Virgil has like Kanye, mm. or you know Matthew Williams has Nick Knight, or all these like people that like supported in this way. We were like coming from like art backgrounds and you know street culture and stuff like that so even though these people like contextualize like these other people contextualize these kinds of worlds we were like genuinely like this is like the playground that we are in Mm -hmm. and who's the mother there you know what i mean like we became the our own mothers and then you know it was like that was like the first generation of it like and like it was like 
I kind of was, the, like, not saying that I was, like, overseeing everyone, but I was, like, bringing everyone together. Sure. And then everyone became their own mothers. And in that moment, when everyone realizes that they're their own mother, then it becomes a little hectic and, like, everyone is, like, I'm not talking to that bitch for, like, a year or two, <laughs> da, 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 da. you know, like, all this stuff. Like, everything is anti, you know. And it hurt the first round, but then real, like, looking at the kids now, I'm realizing, like... It, it, like, was healing for me as much as it is, is um, for the betterment of, like, future tense, you know, and, sure. like, everyone that is, like, coming up and, like, involved and stuff like that. You know, it was, like, really healing for me to be, like, oh, yeah, like, totally. Like, this is, like, when, you know, the kids leave the house and mom is crying. You know, like, that yeah. sort of energy and... Um, it's combative sometimes and it's weird for a while and you may not yeah. talk to your parents for like, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, and it's not like to say again, like the mother thing is not like a um, hierarchy thing. It's really just like the kind of the, um, the kind of conversation that you open up for each other. Totally. You know, like you can, I let think that's your guard a fantastic down. way of putting you it. Know? Like I don't expect anyone who works with me or what they assume to be for me to be, exclusives you know like of course people have to grow but i hope that they look back on it as something even though it might get combative at times i hope that it ends up being rewarding in 10 years no totally you know like i mean i think so i mean like you know everyone that i've had those moments with like we definitely have like great respect for each other and then you know they are respectful and also but it's so weird because you know I am, like, at first, usually I am, like, not bitchy, but I'm always like, you know, you don't have to do exactly what I do. (laughs) You know, like, it's always that. And then they do that, and then they have a totally different world where, like, my context of what my influence was is not even, like, visible to the crowd that they have. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is really cool to me. Mm. It's like, but it's also, like, sometimes, like, disheartening because of the connection between you and that person because you're like well i want to be there with you but i know that you have like this totally different world and you're building it you know that's very that's also very sweet of you to say that you're think you're thinking of it in a way of you want to be there rather than feeling like you're being encroached upon or threatened by some new presence i mean yeah also being you know quote unquote you know this mother in a situation with so many creative babies totally that's that's what's different though with black bosses. I, yeah. I mean, um, I yeah. you know I think a lot of my white bosses in the past have how do I say <laughs> this? Um, beep, let me say this. Beep, beep. No. Boop, beep, boop. I think that uh, a large part of why I feel this is so crazy how diplomatic I feel I need to be right now. It's my own <laughs> podcast. None of those niggas are listening to this podcast, <laughs> let me tell you. I think that it's I think I'm taking so long to to spit this out because it's a reflection on my own character, which is maybe hard to hear, but I became okay with letting other people take credit. Yeah. And with letting other knowing that I could get certain things done yeah. by picking my battles very particularly and maybe taking, you know, instead of 
a career that could have been achieved in five years, it takes 11. Totally. And totally. that's what that's what <laughs> I'm saying with people who are working with you to recognize that when doors open up faster for people who work with, you know, bosses of color. Yeah. I'd hope that I hope that's the experience. I can't speak for everyone. This is not a monolith. Maybe your black boss doesn't want to let you grow, but yeah. you the ones who do, it's because it they know there's power. Though. You know what? It's funny, though. The daughters that I have that are not, like, specifically of color are definitely the ones that are the spiciest. Like, you know, <laughs> I think that the ones, like, <laughs> it's just something I had to realize over a while. I was like, okay, so you think you, like, you know, there's more... You know, and also because it's, like, queer and it's, like, gay, it essentially stems from, like, gay male energy, you know, like, in the sense, like, I think that gay white male energy is definitely, like, way more specific of, like, conquer, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, whereas, like, black queer energy is, like, more, like, sister, like, let's click, like, da-da-da-da. And it, it's not necessarily that there's that much unity, like, in the sense of, like, um, outward perspective, but definitely from, like, holding shit together and, like, just even the idea of, like, houses and, like, and that whole mm. thing, like, that is definitely something that has always been a little bit more implemented and there's a little bit more respect as far as, like, crossing the boundaries of, like, fucking someone up their ass basically you know what i mean and like, you know what i mean in the sense of like you know um like ripping off the band-aid like way more severe you know what i mean i think mm-hmm. you know and also like the, like what has been has stood the test of time is my relationships from that era it's like akeem ian you know like you know, I just, I mean, I just started speaking to Lila again, but, like, you know, again, like, she's more L.A., it's mm-hmm. more, it is more white, you know, I mean, there's a little bit more of, like, a rougher Band-Aid, you know what I mean, like, and, like. And that Band-Aid can get really rough. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But not, like, that she's specifically doing it, it's more, like, the context of, like. Totally, totally, totally. You know what I mean, totally. like, how what, what's really unfor- What's really unfortunate is that, um, you know, non-white bodies in this world are given, the task of moving forward as you just put it yeah with a whole the the parameters given to us were not created by us no totally. we didn't create the system we didn't create the rules but you've been told we have to work within it and when there is dissonance or disagreements or there's not this monolith of an experience and we end up clashing heads and also like maybe I don't want to be a nice boss one day just because maybe I just, maybe I'm a bitch <laughs> and a dragon lady. <laughs> like, is that my, can't that just be my fucking right? No, totally. Maybe I want to make fucking dollars, totally. send my son to private school, stop working two and three jobs all the time, giving myself for the culture. Totally. I'm putting this in air quotes for anyone listening. Cause sometimes that's exhausting. You've been oh told, you've been told to work. Th- the level of success me is marked by what white people have set. Totally. We've already had a leg down getting into that cube. Yeah. And then we have to all agree and cooperate and grow together. Like no, that's not totally. fair. No, it's true. I, I, I totally feel that energy because like I, you know, I kind of said this before once, but I don't even think that they put it in print. <laughs> they like definitely d- ignored, the, yeah, <laughs> ignored that part. It was just a thing where I was just talking about um, 
getting to that place where you're just like, oh, I can see the next room, right? I see the next room. I can see where my place is at. I can see myself at a house. I can see all of that. And it's like, do I want to be in that room consistently? Where is, like, where's the room of, like, the person, the kind of person that I am of what actually feels feels and is successful to me? Like, mm. um, I want to build, like, a fucking uh, monument in Brooklyn. How do I do that if I'm meant to be at LVMH in Paris establishing those things even more and totally all of the energy is coming from like brooklyn and you know what i mean it's like i want to focus on like brooklyn you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and like figuring that out and you look really bitchy when you want to do things like that where you're like i want to separate i want to be really successful for myself so i can do like that build Mm -hmm. that structure and then people like are like you don't have you're not focused. I mean, like, this is what I've dealt with. Sure, sure. Like you, you're not focused, and it's just like not that I think that like these conglomerates are bad. I'm just saying like the duality of like the happiness of like how am I gonna be happy? Because if I continually uh, like continuously do this, I'm gonna have to continuously do interviews in mm. this way and shape and form. And like I just want to like at least create that structure where I'm like being like corporate also with people that I know and like getting like in that headspace where we bring at least a little bit of structure back to this side so that I can venture into the other side and not feel like you're losing yourself years. I'm like, you know, my house, you know what I mean? It's I know like what you're saying. It's <clears> like, <throat> I just like a tiny anecdote to what you're speaking to. I totally get it. An artist I'm going to work with was mentioning something um, about having art handlers to install their work who are black. Yeah. The oh. fact that that is such a rarity totally. or to, to say that you want to move on or, or be a part of something and change it. And maybe I've mentioned before, yeah, a black art handler. I want to, <laughs> let's focus on that. It was like, there's no time and you have to, re- you, you don't, you can't speak up. Yeah. So when I have the moment to speak up and to say you have that little triumph. Totally. It feels really great. But I'm also in the same camp where I'm like, to use your your um, anecdote with LVMH, <laughs> it's like I'm with LVMH, which is like a big house, totally. right? With my version of it, David Zwerner. Right. But they have agreed and are welcome to this new Brooklyn house, to your anecdote of Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. But I s- y- there's still those nuances that you deal yeah. within that structure. Totally. In this moment, on October <laughs> 11th, it feels really exciting. Totally. Check in with me in a year. Totally. See how it's going. But um, a lot That's of responsibility amazing. in that <laughs> yeah. role that, that you have, too. Like, a no, lot of, there's sure. a lot of, like, pressure. And yeah, and how, you, uh, like, that's, like, no, I'm, like, totally understand. And it's also kind of, like, what I was, like, like, the idea of, like, what you were saying with Dragon Lady. It's kind of, like... Yeah, it's just like this duality of understanding that I'm not built, like this conversation is not specifically for like your, only your gain, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like I need to establish my, (laughs) like this other thing that just needs to be like considered successful for also like what you are thinking about, like as as success and like 
we have to we have to operate under yeah. on, on our own yeah because then there's also the flag of like it's like the thing of like the oh like that black person is that for black people but like it's like why you always like fighting for the flag to be over there you know what i mean when it's like this is the flag that you should be fighting for it's like have them like build you a building you know what i mean i like, know it's <laughs> like I, I, don't I totally need to build i know what you're saying i need to build my house, house. You know what i, I mean? know the problem like, is like the only way i think black people feel like they have some kind of true rebellious platform to stand on and push back against is if we are unified and that's unfair yeah totally. <laughs> white people are not expected to be unified to take totally. over any fucking shit <laughs> like one white man can say they're going to take over a whole building chop it down break it up give it to a bunch of people like they're just bu- it's just about business totally. you know um i mean i i'm going to go off about history of like redlining and uh, finance and dissonance no, and no, disparity in this country it, but <laughs> um no it's Someone just kind of read my tea the other day at work, not intentionally, but uh-huh. this is just an example of different realities where uh, I can't speak too candidly to the conversation, yeah. but basically <laughs> it was about money. Yeah. And, you know, nobody knows how much money I'm making, nor do they need to. And they also don't know my financial obligations, totally. nor do they need to, which totally. go beyond what they see with their eyes. That's, you know, that's all they need to know. And somebody asked me, they're like, oh, I, I won't, I can't give the whole conversation, but the <laughs> gist of it was talking about 401ks and investments. And mm. I was like, I felt so caught out there. Yeah. I was like, oh, word. Yeah, I'll look into that. But they're like, well, are you what are you now? Like, is it? High yield, high risk. I'm like, oh, I have a, sa- <laughs> I have a savings account <laughs> that's linked to my checking account. I have yeah. one account that has t- <laughs> the same card, basically, but two channels to put money. Yeah. That shit, that shit earns like one dollar a year of interest. Totally. Not that I even always have something in it, but the mindset is like assuming, you know, you're kind of playing a role. Yeah, totally. It's like, oh yeah, this is my life. It's like, no, I like biking. Yeah, totally. No, it's no, totally no, no. my it's like this thing I don't need a driver. Which is like, I'm, you know, which I've always, no, totally. It's like this thing of, um, which I always, which is like why I'm always like pushing like the kids to be like, you know, you can do totally the opposite. I actually want you to devour me. I actually tell the kids like, destroy me. You know what I mean? Like whatever I'm doing right now, destroy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and because I like, I'm like very about the black individual like individual like yes we are all gonna like have a conversation and be unified and support each other and that's Mm what my every day is about but i'm in a unified way trying to teach them to be like the black individual and like that is like to me the rarity right now because like right now it's like oh and then like when you have like one opinion that's not like black excellence then you're just like gagging a little bit not like in a way that it's like a gang i think it's just more so like like i want like us to it's like i mean i hate to bring this up but like the basket <laughs> complex <laughs> of like you know the one person like it's so weird because they're like oh like that is what black artists but it's like that was the only person that was doing that and everyone hated it 
and hated him and you know like it wasn't I mean, like do you experience hate uh, <laughs> as far as <sighs> it's just like a thing where it's I think because I am like a little bit of a loner like black people think that that's like insane mm. you know what I mean they're like oh you're great you have to be here in order to continue your conversation and consistently like yell your name and put your finger up to mm-hmm. say that to create attendance you know what I mean and that I think has like definitely created a thing where I've felt a lot of I would say like friction. You know what I mean? Well, okay, like, friction. Do you get um, <laughs> hate mail in your DMs? I've oh, I, for years. That for years. Definitely has been a thing. Like hate mail, yes. Especially like oh, I'm gonna be ultra <laughs> ridiculous. The wine is hitting. Yes, that's um, why we you know, have right, wine on the wine, podcast. Yeah. And I, you know, I haven't gone out in a while. The wine is hitting, <laughs> but um. No, uh, especially like around, I do not talk about this in fashion because like I'm also not allowed to kind of like, but just like around the Rocky era. Mm. And it was just like, I was like, first of all, I didn't even want to work with him because I knew that that was like the level of exposure that it would have created. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was really like shook by it. And I was also trying to create a, 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 a gating because what was happening what I found was really weird at the time was that like everyone would like glorify like white designers and then expect black designers to give free clothes yes and you you need the exposure da, 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 and all this other stuff hit me with the exposure you pitch. know what I mean and it's just like girl like no I'm good I'm on a like a trajectory like path yes. I'm growing my collection each yes. season healthy you know what I mean and so like I was a little nervous about like the interaction just like in general with like but i think that you know like you know rocky again is personally i don't even know to be honest like where all that came from but there was a lot of internal things that had to do with like you know opinions management da, 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 mm-hmm. money who, who's getting paid who's not, you know whatever i didn't even know where the the catalyst has come from i'm pretty sure there were like cunty emails between my team and theirs i have no idea you know that's good you shouldn't know those details you know you're the artist and and like i but it definitely like grew of a very like fast thing that was already like uh brewing you know what i mean because of uh, the amount of popularity of like something that maybe people didn't feel connected with it but like what i what i'm always saying is like but you don't ask Rick Owens to stop pissing in his own mouth. Yes. You know what I mean? They, like, they, I, do you, you're not do asking you Margiela to come out of hiding and, like, come you, to dinner. Do you feel you know like the mean? expectation for you to continue to perform certain things will never go away? I think <laughs> I think that, like, yeah, will you in always a way, have because to the answer? black individual is not, uh, it's not, it doesn't exist Fully, I think, at this point. Yeah. You know, I think that it's, like, because of the opening of all of the things that are happening right now and the opportunity, the opportunity. Yeah, in, in quotes, air quotes, for sure. Um, there is not, like, I can't be a black Margiela and do some, like, 
shit that feels obtuse yeah and get realized you know what i mean because it actually has to be like all about my heritage and i have to talk about my grandmother my mother and how i was uh, you know my upbringing and like all of this stuff before people even get to the goddamn fucking clothes i know you know what i mean what is you know that's almost that's sort of one of the um inspiration you know moments where i why i don't want to have this show feel like an interview yeah <laughs> i'm because sorry because no no this is you're doing this is the perfect and it's the perfect segue because yeah. i i get pitched the same questions and the same there's the same expectation yeah there's actually a, an interview with me in w magazine uh writer by the name mm-hmm. of brooke marine she's a ama- she shout out brooke you did an amazing job there's actually no shade to you in hey this <laughs> what's up brooke that was really awesome you did a great job really one of the few writers i've ever did an interview with who were felt really invested yeah and i feel like there was a great subtweet in yeah. her text Ooh. the final text to me personally because we had this real kiki in a cafe where i think you know, I think getting some more insight into my personal life. Yeah. Whether it whether she was asking to put in print or, or just have as background like small talk, it's unfortunate for her that my high alert won't even give her the credit <laughs> of be- making small talk. No, like totally. she's a legit like down bitch who did the work better than to this moment any other person. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to talk to you about. Totally. Like my demons don't make my career, yeah. And for you to assume that has to be the entry point into it. So, and I'm not saying just for the record, no. Brooke, because I love you. I'm not saying you were trying to do that. If you're listening, <laughs> I'm just saying those questions, like trying to validate what you're doing, because there's there needs to be something. Yeah, you overcame what? the hurdle. No, totally. The life, Minnesota. Like, were you born in Minnesota? You said. Yeah, totally. Minnesota. Oh, it coming to from Minnesota. There must be something, some like triumphant thing. And it's like, why can't we just be cool? Why can't we just like, just <laughs> like talk I'm to me just, about this work you know, that I'm doing? Yeah. It's like, what is, uh, you one, know, one reporter very early in my career, I told them to um, interview me as though I was a white man. <laughs> and you know what? It, it never got printed. Oh, see. Cause they didn't know how to come with it. No, totally. I was like, what would you ask a white man? Totally. What would you ask a white yeah, straight like, are man? Are you asking him about his kid? Are you asking him about what his parents did for a living and how it was growing up? You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. This is a professional, only (laughs) 350 word short review. Anyways, now I'm going off with the summer (laughs) wine. Um, Is there more wine? This is such a fun episode because we have a live (laughs) audience, everyone. I know. It's really dope. Um, I wanted to just nerdily. Uh-huh. give you i couldn't resist researching yeah. bernard herman yeah and by researching i mean pulling up his wikipedia page <laughs> but he was born maximilian herman Ooh. great name that was the name yeah. of my first car my first car was a 1988 audi oh i don't know why i chose maximilian but i called him max and <laughs> the driver's side window didn't open i had to go through burger king and order through the passenger side I've never seen 80s Audi. It was dope. It was yeah. super boxy. It looked like a Saab. Oh, fire. Um, I got it from a police auction and it was oh, a shitty lemon. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't do my research. There was no Carfax. Mm-mm. Um, what but pimp had that? 
I don't know. Some pimp had it. It was pretty dope. Yeah. I also like to drive manual cars. His name was Maximilian. It was a gray 1988 Audi. It was pretty awesome. Um, but this Maximilian Herman was the son of a Jewish middle class family of Russian origin, but he was born in New York City. And mm. I'm going to skip through. I can't read. I'm not, I'm not going to try and yeah. uh, read this here, but it says that he had a collaboration with Alfred Hitchcock, which makes sense, right? Yeah, totally. Trouble with Harry, Marnie, Vertigo, which I mentioned, North by Northwest, and Psycho. Incredible. And he was a consultant on the bird. So basically all of um, yeah. Hitchcock's heavy hitters. Yeah. <laughs> so Amazing. I was hoping for some kind of like great, subtitle in this wikipedia page of some kind of dark reality of bernard herman because well, this music's pretty dark he, you know i mean like but i guess new york he's still alive w- was he no born no in no new sorry york? no sorry i'm like i'm like he died when he was 64 in yeah. 1975 he was born in new york yeah i mean i think like that era seems like pretty fucked I could only imagine. I mean, he lived through the Great, Dep- like so many things. He was born yeah, in 1911. Yeah. Like that's like 1911. <laughs> Girl, right? <laughs> Girl, you are tragic. Gone in with New the York, wind over like, here. 1911 in New York. Ooh, that's asking for it. Like um, for real. Like you're talking to like rats at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. You're se- you mean you've seen Gangs of New York? Yeah, what for sure. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, do you listen to this kind of music in the studio? Is it like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so, you know... Orchestra vibes? Or yeah, we do. Like, there's so much stuff that comes from that for us. And, you know, it's it's always been an entrapment for me, for sure. How much do we love... Excuse me, I'm sipping my wine. <laughs> that world, word entrapment since yeah. we <laughs> I legit just put in a press yeah. release hoping that my friends would get the, the subtext. Yeah, I like I like that. You entanglement. Know. Entanglement, yeah. Entrapment, entanglement, <laughs> same shit. Whatever. Go ahead. No, you know, I think that is also like a post-COVID moment. We were just like, oh, like, I was forced to live for it. and Yeah, no, but it just always comes through. Um, it's something that always has inspired, like, the sessions. Like, even going back to, like, Arca days and, like, you know, mm. a lot of those things are, like, string-oriented. And um, so, you know, uh, I'm a bit of, like, I'm a bit nerdy in that, like, area. Like, I definitely love the idea of, like, strings and the idea of what strings can do. And, like, also just, like, the realization of how much strings has been relevant and really strong, um... What, what do they call it now? Urban oh. music? I don't know. <laughs> Hip hop? Is that what it's called? I mean, you know. Because like urban like, music. I, I don't know, We're on like, BT. Remember right, BT? Urban. When's the last time you watched BT? <laughs> <I'm cut. laughs> In the basement? Um. BT plays at 1920, 925 p.m. <laughs> totally. 928. The new show is on. Yeah. No, okay. it's like, so, I mean, like, you know, at least, like, in, like, things that have been inspirational. And uh, to be honest, that like uh, a lot of the times when I had started making music has always been for like soundtracks for shows, and it's always been about bringing that level of 
ridiculousness, mm. you know, and making people I mean the idea of every HBO show is to make someone cry. Like that's I was just about to say that <laughs> you talk you talking about that connection made yeah. me think of HBA shows I've seen or watched. Yeah. With this Bernard Herman reference. Mm-hmm. Maybe this I know this wasn't your intention at all, but there's this really like these unseen moments of highs and lows. Yeah. Like you really aren't expecting it to go psychotic. Yeah. I know. It's um and so, that happens. I'm just saying that happens in a really beautiful way in the shows as well. Well, this is why, you know, it's not about like clicking up. It it just has to do with like who understands what. I don't really know a DJ um, that knows cinematic better than Total Freedom. Mm. Like, that's craziness. You know what I mean? Like, and how you can make like already recorded music sounds so insane and you know what i mean it's really good so i can't really veer away too crazy you know what i mean like even like again like we go our paths and i'm just like as soon as i need it i'm just like you know ashlyn where are you at <laughs> calling the girls you know what i mean and it's oh and you know like obviously all the original sounds like in in those days were being done by arca and you know, so it was, like, a full collaboration that I think, like, kind of just still circulates, you know, like, and obviously everyone's grown into their own worlds and entities, but that's what, that magic is just crazy. I mean, I will say that Total Freedom is genuinely, like, gets it. Like, if I play him, like, a, I'll play him, like, five seconds of music, and he'll already start giggling because he knows, like, where I'm trying to go. That's amazing. Yeah, he's really intuitive and and like um is uh I don't want to say it because you know Ghetto Gothic was pretty good too. <laughs> but he is kind of the best DJ. Oh. I don't want to say it. Uh, he said it. Uh, it's he annoying, said it. But he is really good. He's great. I mean like I was just looking because for the total like, freedom. Because it's composition. It's composition. It's like, you know, at yes. that point, it's like, this person is, like, superior and just, like, making composition, you know? Because it's not, it's not even like it's, like, on the dance floor and you're like, ooh, like, damn, bitch, my, this new song. It's like, it takes you in, like, a, you forget where you're at a little bit, you know? And you it's like, there's no, like, time frame of, like, is this 2000 seven or 2021 you just you just you're just in a different space you did know? you also like girl talk wait do you know girl talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh not that just speaking of going to different <laughs> i was like gagging that you went there um <laughs> i remember i just wanted to pull it up i remember this total freedom boiler room set yeah um oh, so good I mean, mother plays. I'm going to play in the background while I I have two questions for you. Yeah, yeah. One is an easy answer, and one uh-huh. is a rapid-fire session. Which would you Ooh. like to do first? Oh, Lord. I'm not going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you the easy answer okay, first. Okay, all right. All right? <laughs> um, I've been interested in... With a couple of my guests, and some I've been able to catch while we're on air, and a lot of it comes ref- like retroactively, mm-hmm. because I feel like one of the m- most 
loving through lines of everyone on the show is yeah. that everyone has such a genuine interest in investment in what they're doing. Yeah. I know everyone could probably say that about th- what they're doing, but I, I'll just leave it there. I think yeah. that everyone <laughs> here is invested in a way that's special for me. So I'm interested to know if you weren't this Shane Oliver um. title pending giving your introduction of yourself mm-hmm. artist Shane Oliver what do you is there like a moment I'm calling it the sliding doors moment which I've uh-huh. coined with one of our guests of like you know sliding doors I'm using it from a reference of this movie with Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> where she almost catches the train but she misses right. it and then it showed the movie splits and shows both of her lives and I think I brought this up because I think about it for myself personally all the time yeah um, and I think about wild ideas of like if some genie came down and asked me what I wanted to see. Okay. There are real points that I remember. Like, so do you feel like there's like a big turning point that you could have had a different life? Um, like if you weren't doing what you're doing now, yeah. can you see what you might have been doing? Okay, so I was slotted to be a ballerina. Word. Yeah. Uh huh. And so when I was very young, that's actually how like the connection with music became so prevalent. And then the the music led to the costuming and the fashion and like all that stuff. And yeah, I was like slotted to be a dancer. And I was training and did all this stuff. And then when I moved from Minnesota to the Caribbean, before coming to New So St. Croix. Mm hmm. And that was where Granny was. It just, like, there's no... I could do, like, maybe, like, you know, African dance or, like, slightly modern dance, but there was, like, no really criteria for dance there Mm -hmm. that, like, I could really engage with. But it wasn't, like, a downfall. It was more just, like... Like, like, as a kid, I was, like, more just, like, oh, okay. You know, like, that is a shift. But definitely, like, dancer. What if you were... What if you were, like, a dancer in the... Ailey or Graham company I mean, or some this, shit right now. You know what's so funny? It's like when I began to split into fashion, I became really close with a lot of Alvin Ailey dancers, mm-hmm. and they were like a large part of my friend group. Hmm. Um, And I was like, I was like, damn. <laughs> I wish I like, at least like, I wish I had the duality to do it. You know, obviously once you get into like the city zone, and that's also, like, what led me to, like, voguing and ballroom scene and all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. It was, like, I was, like, oh, this is, like, cool because, like, the beats are really harsh and it's really vulgar. But there's also, like, really intricate dancing and skill to, like, this stuff. And, um, yeah, and the, I would bring some of the Alvin Ailey kids to, like, the balls. But, they like, not – obviously, I'm not saying that I brought – introduced them to voguing but like i definitely brought a lot of them to like the houses because i was like in houses and stuff like that and then we would go to those balls and you know have a good time and you know it was definitely not painful but it was a little yeah it was heartbreaking to like see the skill level that could have been but you know it also was fun because i was teaching them how to vogue and be cool so, <laughs> you know that's very Cause fair because really you know in the ballroom scene it is like 
It is it's difficult. Um, it is difficult, and also the <laughs> ballet scene is. Oh, it's very cunt. I mean, you'd have to be such a like bulimic cunt, no, right? It, I shouldn't have said that. Crazy. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to um, demonize or judge whoever's in that world. I'm really using those qualifiers based on fucked up. <laughs> Black Swan. <laughs> Oh I'm sorry, God. dancers. I also, full <laughs> disclosure, just to give myself a little credit, I was also trained in dance oh, cool. for many years. I did ballet and modern jazz. Mm. I have all of the photos. I did the super comp. I did, you know, this, you know, fighting for the solo until that I was about 12. Yeah. And then I got really fat. And really? It, it was like a kind of weight gain that was um, rebellious. No, it was like <laughs> indicative of my biology okay, where yeah. I couldn't take ballet serious enough. Like my body was just hormonal. Like Totally. M- and my parents who, well, my mom really um, couldn't, nor did she have the energy or time to focus on like why I was gaining weight totally. and care about that versus ballet. Yeah. Like the teachers were like, this is happening. She's like, I have to work. What's up? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Can and we then this like, are, are you yeah. good? Or are <laughs> we still coming to class tomorrow? Or is this me? Yeah. like she was like, what, what are you talking about? And I respect her for that. At, uh, for a long time, I was really resentful that nobody was there to like champion my attempts to continue this dance life. Totally. But it was really harsh. A lot of teachers in schools were just like. <laughs> you have to lose weight and you have to be no, this. I was, yeah. I was like taller and stockier than everyone. And the, the phrase like big bone followed me until I was about 18. Uh, that's really crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to wear men's clothes and start selling yeah, weed. It's like so strange <laughs> how like that happens. You know what that it is? Alternative. It's, like, it's weird. Like if you go like the opposite route and you kind of enter it from a say like, more loose way and then and then you go into the formal way they kind of accept it more to like have different body size and like just be going through different like hormonal like not uh, the nazi ballet though that right. show is dark well yes i mean but Current yeah when you go through ballet. like even uh, sometimes modern dance could be i mean as you're yeah. saying like it can be really tough like totally. when you like are growing up in it you know what i mean but like it's weird like from other people that have like different aspects of like being like oh like i learned hip-hop dance and now i want to do modern dance everyone is like way more accepting to it and it's kind of like how i had to be reintroduced to dance because i was just like "Mm." i mean i was i loved it me too (laughs) i really loved it i really loved the pageantry of it all and the recitals and i loved the competition so much i ended up when someone told me for the last time that i was too big boned i ended up becoming a jock yeah, oh, cool. But then love that. Com- <laughs> I just love the competition. I was totally. like volleyball, basketball, rugby. I also played rugby. Oh, work. Um, you know what I did too? What? Taekwondo. You did? I was a Taekwondo girl and <laughs> I was getting really cute, but then all because I was, I was always the cunts, like, could not hide it. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> all the boys, I was whipping, I was whipping their ass. And they were, like, really upset about it. And then after a while, I just kind of gave up because I was, like, they would set up (laughs) lines of boys that wanted to fight me. 
every single class. Because you were like, because I was just they would so set up gay and lying and kicking everyone's uh, like boys that wanted and to I just fight like, me. Kind of after a while, I was like, I can't every single one. It's the same thing. The same because like, I was just like so gay being like I can't be the talkative queen that like is telling you like this narrative anymore. It's the same thing. The same complex of like. That was disappointing. Was that in New York or Minnesota? That was in St. Croix. In St. Croix. And I had a Rastafarian sensei who would, you know, herbal the girls out. (laughs) At a young age, I was always like, why? We would be in the car and it would be like, um, (laughs) like hot box. Like, how old are you? I I was like seven. Crazy like that, and it would be smell. I mean, you could smell it, and I was just like, "This is a hot box, like yeah. for like children." But anyways, um, yeah, that was something that is is similar to that energy. You know what I mean? Like, I think I transferred the energy from dance to uh, taekwondo, yeah, and then I only knew like to perform the best, and I, I didn't realize like the idea that you had like the people were there. It was more about I actually thought it was a performance. You know, like, I was looking at, which also is kind of cool, like, where the idea of, like, performance is as important as, like, whooping someone's ass, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way, and it actually has the same relevance. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very relevant. Yeah, it's so relevant. Like, because I literally was like, oh, I need to hit this person in the knee. I need to do this. I need to make it look beautiful. I need to, like... Do mm-hmm. that, and like I would always win. It's almost choreographed. No, like, totally. Once you can it take was the like choreographed steps. No, totally. And and then they just made it ugly, and I was just like, okay, never mind. Do you mm. own point like point shoes? Do you like I ever? I don't. Because uh, it was too <laughs> heartbreaking. It was really, really, really heartbreaking. Because it was just like everyone was being anti it. Because, yeah. you know, Caribbean I know. The same shit happened like, to me. I know. The energy was like, it's costing money. You're not making money. Right. There's one hurdle about you gaining some weight. It's like, fuck that. You're going to play basketball now. Totally. I was like, no, I love dancing. But did you live for basketball? Did you love it? I actually lived for volleyball. Oh, what? Okay. Um, I lived for volleyball. I played volleyball and basketball. I played volleyball Hot very guys well. Play ba- volleyball, too. That's true. <laughs> Um, like it's just randomly insane. I was also like scholarship bound volleyball right. like I was that oh word good but the one the one potential door that opened for a scholarship was like no shade but Hawaii University right and I was like what the fuck is that <laughs> like, I don't care about volleyball that much to make my life to go to Hawaii to play volleyball do you think that you would in in hindsight go to Hawaii <laughs> University to play volleyball you know in hindsight if i had all of the knowledge (laughs) that i have (laughs) now i would have totally gone because i was so flighty in my educational like in my career in higher education i went from you know linguistics to anthropology to african studies to music it took me six years to finish an undergrad i could have gone and done that and then you know, like I, if I would have known or given myself room I to see explore what you're things, yeah, totally. took a year off after three years just to like give myself some time to make yeah. money. I was not super precious about time, and then ended up going to grad school for something totally different. But I, I, you know, what if I was awesome at totally. Hawaii U? No, I mean, I don't care about volleyball. That's that much, so. <laughs> <laughs> I still love to play it, but um, 
I, mean, I don't need to play it. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it in a way, like a very like Drew Barrymore. Um, <laughs> you know okay, what i mean I just have, like having to li- like be in hawaii and like feeling it let me know? tell you something <laughs> i'm gonna do this so we have this section session that i really really love called rapid fire yeah, yeah but yeah. before we do that i just want to you just sparked this other question of <laughs> you gave me a go-to song yeah do you have a go-to like let's say you are no judgment I don't, hungover is not the qualifier, but oh, like sick I can or easily answer tired. That. What is one birdcage? Birdcage. Birdcage. Absolutely. How many times would you guess you've watched that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Babes. <laughs> During my COVID moment. Yes. Seven to nine. Oh my gosh. That Alone. Is, that is Alone. a lot of full that is movie watching. Full birdcage. That movie is incredible. It is I mean, incredible. Oh god! I only I ask Nathan. this as a new section, <laughs> Nathan. I'm putting um, movie moments on my notebook that I'm writing here. Like absolutely, if I'm knocked out and hungover or anything, like if I want to get out of it, it's Birdcage. It's period. No. You know what? One of my go-to knocked what out, get that? out of anything is Fifty First Days. You just sparked right. the whole no, thing. That one is amazing. That shit is a regular go-to. So good. You know what? Some I was with somebody today, um, <laughs> and they kept throwing out these. You know, like I haven't seen more than the first two seasons of Insecure. Yeah. I never got through all of Atlanta. I never like can, and. The more my <laughs> life goes on, the less time I feel like I have for shows that I enjoy. Totally. So what I end up doing is just putting on, and this is to finish this thought. It's because I fall asleep. No, well, like yeah. by the time I finish working, <laughs> put the baby to bed, clean up. You know, I love co- I love cooking for my family. Like yeah. before coming oh, here, cool. I actually prepared dinner before oh, getting wow. on my bike. Work. And okay. told my partner, I was like, shrimp? this is here. You know what? We had shrimp this weekend, but not today. Okay, okay. Today we had turkey <laughs> burgers. Oh, um, My partner and, you know, and I I'm eat such more. A turkey burger I'm a tur- I could do that shit. I could win a competition. Yeah. yeah my turkey burgers are fire. Literally. With oh, English cute. muffin buns. Oh. That's the trick. Oh, Put yeah, egg with butter. Toasted with butter. Butter Damn. on the buns. That actually sounds Delicious. incredible. Wow. Um, also, instead of wow, fries. Really cook, I really, really okay, do cook. Work. Yeah. And okay. instead of French fries, I do hash browns, like flat, like oh. McDonald's hash browns. Yeah. And then because there's a baby, we have to have vegetables or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> what was the point of the story? Oh, because oh, there's no time. Because <laughs> there's no time. So I yeah. do, you know, I'm like zooming for this work thing while I'm cooking turkey burgers. Camera off on Zoom was the best invention of my life. Uh, um, love cooking, it. zooming, because I, I enjoy <laughs> that shit. But to, to like be excited about a show. Here's the thing. I have shows that I watch and I'm excited about watching with my partner. Yeah. But they're really like, not that my job's super cerebral, but I want to turn off. Yeah. So like Real Housewives of Potomac is my shit. Yeah, totally. Like I want a reality show. Turn up. My partner and I were taught we're planning our second year anniversary. Yeah. Our third year now, I guess. Sorry. Ooh. Third year. <laughs> so we already had our second. <laughs> we got married at City Hall. I don't know. Years or dates. But I said either we go to Magic City in Atlanta yeah. or a bed and breakfast in Potomac for That's very amazing. personal reasons. No, totally. And then someone was like, oh, did you watch this like squid games? I was like, I don't know. F- I, yeah. I don't know. 
I, I think it's, it's great. You know, I'm really interested. I'm interested in it. Like, but I fall asleep every time. So what I'm saying is I need to watch something that gives me a full recap. Totally. I need to already know the characters. I need to know that if I'm playing Seinfeld, <laughs> I've already seen it or listened to it in the background a no, dozen exactly. times. So Fifty First Dates is one of my go-tos. I'm going to pass out. I'm hungover. No, totally. I know he's going to get the girl. Incredible. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting is also a go-to. Yeah. Juice is also a go-to for me. New Jack City is also a good. I have a lot of go-tos. Yeah, you know. Oh my God, New Jack City New is incredible. Rockabye, incredible. Rockabye, like, baby. Let's, let's, let's talk all, about that shit. The, the best Carter, casting, the best. Yo, the here's my favorite part. Is incredible. I'm dying for this podcast right now. Here's my <laughs> favorite. I know New Jack City. I could recite the whole movie. I could play every character. That's how legit. Oh it is. my goodness. One day somebody will call me out on it, and I'd love to perform. <laughs> but. My favorite part of this whole movie is kind of like a, a shade favorite part. Yeah. Christopher Williams. Does If anyone doesn't know Christopher Williams, we have to mm. pause for this very necessary. Fine. Wait, wait. Don't don't give it away. Every, okay, not okay. everyone knows. Don't wake me. I'm dreaming. And he's fine. And he's fine. This is when light skin was in. Before it went back to dark skin and then back to light skin and then back to dark skin. This was like light skin in the 90s. Um, he was, I think he, did he date or have a kid with Vanessa Williams? Well, I don't remember. Anyways, Christopher Williams, fire. He's in New York City. My favorite part of the movie is when they get the building and call uh-huh. it the Carter. It's, their, it's, it's the trap house. Inside. It's like the first uh. trap house you ever cared about. And Christopher Williams is like the businessman totally. who's, who's, who is in this movie, Michael Michelle from famed New York, New York TV mm-hmm. show. F- let me just, I don't want to get too nerdy on the shit because I could <laughs> talk about it all day. But they're divi- they're like ad- assigning roles and cr- and they're sitting there. And it's like, you know, it's kind of this B movie shit. Like they yeah. haven't thought it through. <laughs> and he's like, Dada man, you in security. And he looks at Christopher Williams. And he's like, you in charge of computers. Who the f- what the fuck does being in charge of computers mean? <laughs> are you in charge of ordering monitors? I mean, or you actually, are the data breach like, specialist? Because IT when because or are you, are you IT? But the way he says it, and then Christopher Williams looks so smug, and he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in charge of computers. And then when that Carter t- gets taken over, everyone's like pulling out the hard disk, like the f- hard totally. disk of all this shit, and they're like burning it. Christopher Williams organized it. That's his team. Right. They're in charge of anyways. No, it was amazing. I like also love those films because it's the the most tasteful nudity when everyone yeah, is getting the drugs out, ready. Titties it's out, classy, counting the crap. You know, it's like yeah, you until know Chris Rock fucks up because he's high. Yeah, you know. Um, down great, below is dangerous. An artist <laughs> that I really love did a reenactment of that performance oh. in a gallery. Oh, cool. Devin wow, Troy Strother. Really cool. It was really great. He's Devin Troy Strother. Wow. But he had men do it because he's smart enough then right. to have black women with their titties out right. in a gallery. Totally. But he was topless and his black co actor was Next topless, week? but they were in like boxer briefs. And he made. Oh, well, he that's a cop out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> right, <no. laughs> and he spent no, months making all of these tiny cutout. Um, Wait, this is incredible. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Wow, this is cool. It was written up in the New York Times. I think it was like 2000 and maybe 16 or 17 now. But That's really he made cool. all of these cutout visuals that were also in his paintings. But uh-huh. the cutouts were in this huge pile like Felix Gonzalez Torres, but also crack. Wow. And 
he and his friend had these little bag baggies and were put were bagging up the illustrations and you could come up to the craft table and get this (laughs) this art um based on the carter crack bags very wow. genius that's really really cool i hope everyone here goes to watch new york city after i this. know uh, yeah, so you can get it because you it's need to get it you know we're saying crack like, a lot and but just understand that it's with the but utmost you know what respect it is? you know what it is is the only new show that gave me a cute twist that i could actually tolerate without falling asleep was oh my god i hate i sound like no, a say it. Queen. Say it. The, the I May Destroy You. No, that's not a theater queen. That shit was fucking Okay, that was amazing. good, right? Okay, cool. To because the to the person who's not me pointing to myself <laughs> who doesn't watch it, that shit I watched. That no, shit that was, was amazing. Because I think like the, what is like happening with Insecure, you know, obviously we love these girls. Love. It's just they are spinning new narratives that create... It's not discomfort. Shout it's just something... Z-way. Yeah, totally. And like... It's just they are um, having a, another conversation that we've been having a lot in the work that we do, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my life is insecure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> my life a little is bit, insecure. No, in yeah, a way, like, we are living, like, sure. that modern black, like, conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, sometimes it's, like, to take it in as, like, entertainment is, like, a little rough. Because you're like, damn, this is my friendship. This is, like, the friend that, like, I just had to say, bitch, goodnight. You know what I mean? And, like, you don't want to deal with it. And you put it on it. HBO. Right. And you're just like, ugh, like, this well, is that's hard. that's good. Maybe that's, like, no, it is good. It's good for us to see. But it's also better for the people that have not experienced it to understand, like, maybe True. how but to have conversations. You're being too generous, <laughs> assuming that they can understand that, that's that true. perspective. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't trust that my coworker can watch that and understand... I wish they could. Yeah. But I was recently asked in Vanity Fair for my like culture, you know, what's your like, whatever. I don't know the phrase. Like, what do you want to talk about that you are paying attention to or listen to or look yeah. at? But Z-Way was one of my three things. Oh. And I said something I'm paraphrasing now because I don't remember, but something about like whenever black women ha- find a platform to say what they truly think and feel. I mean, we and any other black body outside of this um, recording session who have not never had a black boss, but then eventually become their own black boss, understand that the reality of Z-Way for me, creating a space where they can ask the questions that they want and make people <sighs> uncomfortable mm. and people who are not black don't totally. fully understand the nuance of what is joke and what is reality. Yeah. That is the most powerful shit to me. It's like taking a shot of vodka when I watch Z-Way. I was no, like, totally. what hilarious kit shit are you going to do that no. everyone thinks is kitschy and camp, but you are digging deep in no, the history of white people. No, because it's like, oh, people. she's a bitch. But she's not. And she's actually really not, because like, she's asking questions that anyone asks. Yeah. And it's just like, that is like the whole thing. That is the thing. It's just like, when you go in, they're just like, whoa, what have you had? What is in your, what bees like, in your bonnet Yo, today? I'm just, just talking like, about shit that bruh. you've put in the world. And right. black people have never been able to ask <laughs> Like, let's you. talk about let's it. Let's talk about and it. Like, I'm also just coming in and asking questions about like what's going on in the office. Like I've had, yes, I'm talking about it, <laughs> and I hope this bitch hears it. I <laughs> walked into my own office at oh HBA, <laughs> and I've had girls rolling eyes, and I'm like, "Girl, I'm the found. I'm not even only the person that's in here, that's the most senior. I'm the founder. 
this idea that you it think would that not you're exist co- if I correlating. I made this in my bedroom in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? And it's just like weird. Like, I mean, like, you know, obviously, like, the context is like different. Like, when you're at like a, a law firm and all the, you know, the business of business, but like, it's just, you do get the eye roll. You see it. And I you're just know. like, you're just like, really? Are you? And that's the part that really like gets, it's not even the blatant disrespect because I would rather that. It's like the little. The, the, the little eye roll are, the, are deeper jabs oof, than the big like the slap across the face. <laughs> like when I tried to do my first, you know, whatever, one of my first shows with my last job where I had more autonomy. And, you know, I've been thinking about this more and more. I can't remember if I mentioned it on this pod, but I will definitely publish a zine <laughs> of my DMs. So, oh, for real. The, as the years oh go God. on, since since about 2016, mm-hmm. um, fuck, I shouldn't have said it because people are gonna stop. I know, the I know, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, the the real haters don't listen to what I actually do. They don't actually right, read, right. and they don't they, actually no, they're pay just attention. Gonna, like, so they're not um, even listening to this. Yeah. and then be like, ah, oh, that's crazy. It's like, like oh, that bitch has shade <laughs> on that show. That fucking nigga don't do shit for nobody. That bitch not <laughs> black identified. Blah blah blah. They won't actually listen. But it's the real that. hater, like my D, like the DM. Again, I'm not trying to make myself a martyr. It's just a reflection moment. I'm not a- upset about it. This is I'm amazing. really thinking about what will happen <laughs> later. But imagine years of people trying to contest and question what you're doing who have never been in your position where you're the only black body in the room yet have what they think is real criticism about what you're doing. And spending years trying to hedge my response and realizing after it took one year it did take a bit too long i wish i'd shut it down sooner that i just don't i can't respond no totally because i don't want to make you feel like you're not heard also this like overarching need to be this like auntie yeah mother totally y'all are going through some shit and i want you to feel like that's not real but Mm -hmm. don't take away what the person who's seemingly in charge is going through also Totally. And having to s- create the separation, it's like I don't expect them to know or care about what my reality is, but as a result, I can't care about my DMs. No, totally. And so I take a screenshot for the archive. That's genius. For anyone listening, no, you are you're going archived. to be printed. <laughs> and then I delete it. Like I, I kind of get off when I see the requested. Totally. Like the requested DMs is where the screenshot. Yeah, because live. they just want the life, and they want. They, first of all, they live. That's first. <laughs> That's a living moment. Because fan base is argument. It's argumentative. But it, it goes back to like what you were saying about like the five year to 11 year and having to deal with you have to come into a situation and before you even do the job, you have to explain why the job has to happen and why you're there to do the job. Yeah, my, the new gallery is not even open and, and everybody's telling me you know how it I mean? should it's run. Like, I was like, like, can, like, can, girl, I get, like, can I get my desk first? Like, can I just come in and say the idea and then it just happened? But like, there's so many prerequisites. So like, I hope you're not doing this <laughs> shit because if you do, I'll be like, can you wait until I I legit don't have a desk. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. Like we are about to move in. I don't have a bookshelf. I don't have a fucking Ooh. chair. Because that's not at top of mind. That's how I'm, no. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm working. No, totally. To that's get how it is at HBA too. In the office, it's that. 
You know what I'm saying? No. They're like, but do you know right. what's really up, Ebony? I'll be like, nigga, get the fuck out of my DMs. <laughs> Actually, bring it on because this book is fitting to be lit. Let oh, me tell my you God. I cannot wait. No, it's really it's juicy. It's so crazy because, I mean, it's even crazier when you, um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been out in so long, but this when that, that happens, but like in person. It never Ugh. happens in person. I feel that's what that's what gets oh, me irked, though. Nobody actually says anything in person. No, because those are the bitches that if they have your phone number, will call you every single day. Mm. Oh, this has happened to me numerous amounts of times. I know these bitches, the bitches that would be like, fuck that girl and call me every day. Where you at? Da, 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 da. And this is like just like on some like chill like Instagram stuff. Sure, right? sure. You know what I mean? Like not even like business wise. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. Can I host anonymous? Like that kind of energy. Like, and it's just not saying that like all haters are not the conversation that they're opening is not valid. But a lot of it is like, hmm. Like you just. I mean, it kind of is, like, I think you're doing the right thing because I think it is, like, a conversation opener in the sense where it's, like, they are your biggest followers mm. and they are actually on your every step and they kind of are, like, misery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mind you, I literally just saw that last night, so I'm feeling that it. That shit's fucking crazy, But right? that Yo, is King, literally the internet. That is literally the DM girls. Misery is the DM girls. They're misery like, is the DM girls, but you know what? You know what the DM girls in Misery... Yo, this pod could be about five hours. Yeah, I know. Let me reel right now. We, we'll have to wrap it soon. But I know. Um, we are like wine-lipped. I really... Queen. Yeah, we're wine-lipped. This is why everyone <laughs> listens to Blue Cheese. I got the best guest. This is Shane's first pod. I know. Um, really honored. No, you're not being silly. We're being real, and that's it. We're just chatting. I have a, a problem. Not a problem, but um, existential reflection on this these dm moments we'll call them yeah where when i'm being true to myself everyone's different i'm not saying that everyone has to be this this way in how they react to what might seemingly be criticism yeah but i personally again look at look at how many disclaimers i have to give before yeah. i give my own <laughs> fucking opinion i'm no, trying to give sure. my own opinion but for trying sure. not to insult anyone listening and that's exhausting also Anyone listening, have your own opinion. My personal position is I have a hard time dismissing the haters because, how do I say this? I think they, I think a lot of people would be surprised with what my um, trajectory has been to get to where I am and maybe have just made assumptions leading up to what they've read or seen (laughs) on things like Instagram or reading in like a an article somewhere yeah. but it's not really just me it's it's a whole bunch of stuff around me because they want to see you as like an art like okay not from like what i've been hearing but i can see like how the idea of like what is what what are they saying always, about me there's always an art beast <laughs> you know yes. what i mean there's always an art beast there's always like which is actually quint not um uh what a coincidence always the female in the art world. It's like, she, she beast. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I can't take her. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, she beast. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, you know, I like, it's like, yeah, you're like, damn, I want to like. I want to try and do some <laughs> shit that yeah. I think is, 
hopefully not going to solve anyone else's problems but let's just create space for a new totally. reality and experience and i don't like to like poo poo or judge somebody even some attack on me because i do feel genuinely that black creative bodies have likely if they're being confrontational been really beaten down to a point where they want to judge anyone who's up that's not saying it's okay what they're doing exactly what it is it's when it gets up then everyone is like that's too weird and that's awkward and that makes me feel uncomfortable or or makes them question the reason it's up and i get it though i get it it's like some people come in my DMs about colorism as though I've never read a piece of literature or understand no. the complexities of blackness. You know what no, I mean? Totally. But I respect, I have to, I, I have to, as a black identifying woman, understand what that person's positionality is. But for my own health, yeah, <laughs> I can't engage with everything because it's too much. Well, the reason why I said like misery, right, is because like, Miss Thing, if he had written the novel, oh my God, a spoiler alert. <laughs> if he had written the novel that he was going to write and publish it, I mean, sorry, he if he published the novel that he was going to, that he King. wrote, the, uh, the main character, what was his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, In Misery. Yeah, In Misery. If he had published it as a fan, she probably would have lived for it. But because she had a form of control mm-hmm. and a form of opinion, she said it was absolute shit. And she said, burn it. It's not going to happen. I need it to be this way. I'm pretty sure she would have lived for it. Well, we are getting deep out. right now. You know, I mean, it's that. You know, like, that's what, that's what I took away from Misery. I literally the first time I've ever seen it. People have been telling me to see it for years, and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's going to ruin American Horror Story for me. No, it's the best. You should no, also, <laughs> in your next um, reading moment, read yeah. On Writing by Stephen King. On Writing? Okay. So good. Um, Stephen King is not one of my favorite writers based yeah. on his like <laughs> regular books that turn to movies, but On Writing, He's so personable, and I developed a huge crush on him and ended up stalking his home when I went to Maine. Oh, cool. I mean, I wasn't stalking, <laughs> but I looked things up and follow him on Twitter, and he's well, really I mean, smart. He's, but he, he, could, he, his he came ha- from... His smartness is hot. It's like... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. I'm no, stopping. no, no, I'm it stopping. is. No. He <laughs> is super... Um, He's just like a liberal... I really like fuck with his political ideologies. He's super smart. And also his on writing book was more of a biography. And he, he fessed up to spoiler alert. Anyone listening fast <laughs> forward 10 seconds. He was completely coked out when he wrote Carrie. He didn't even remember <laughs> writing it. Genius. And it was the first time he got a book published. I and mean, he was like, I love my wife for sticking by me. For real. <laughs> and he was like, then it became a huge hit. And it spawned. He was like, I was doing enough coke to kill a small horse. Quote, good rule hunting. By the and way, I'm dying. He just, so. But he was great. It was He was yeah. just so, it's so funny. <laughs> he like wrote this whole That's treatment incredible. and didn't remember 
it was so his piece like I sent it to my publisher and my editor and they were like oh my god this is amazing and he woke up and was like holy shit what the fuck did I just write I mean and it was Carrie no I mean that's incredible isn't that amazing and you know I mean like you know what I always say to the girls is party around your girls because that's when it's like really gonna keep going like if you continuously party out the party it will never make sense so that being said i think that like someone like stephen king is like a girl that would like party she's like i'm bundling in the house you know what <laughs> Yo, I mean? stephen king only I'm bundles like, in the house right it's like in the house man he's like tearing it tearing it tearing has been tearing it since he was much. 22 you know what i mean like he thanks his wife for staying with him like taking showers yes like i'm bundled like i need to cool it this nigga said taking showers. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, mid, midway, like, okay, let me this cool feels it for good. one second. This feels good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then getting out of the shower really dry, you know, that helps. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Where is the audience for this show? Because y'all need to be here right now. <laughs> no, but, like, I definitely appreciate that that's really cool like i de- i um, it was it's so cool it made me go back and read carrie and watch it like just uh, even now i'm like even actually read, gonna watch it tonight even read i'm it. watching just it watch tonight. carrie and understand that stephen king had no recollection of what manuscript he turned in before it turned into a, a blockbuster oh, movie oh my god that is so because he was like yeah he's like trying to finish it he's also yeah he was struggling he was, like, he was a young struggling totally, writer like yeah, every fucking like creative is you're just trying to do your shit yeah and trying to figure out how to get it done and send the shit on time in the pre <laughs> stamped envelope to, that's you know? actually so refreshing um, i know it's re- for it someone is. to just like tell the truth the truth like, geiger like you're on bundle <laughs> you're out of it you know like fucking guy i mean like let's be real i mean there's so many you know i want okay let me just say this out loud i'm saying it say it i want bundles to become a little bit more normal in the black community why don't you tell people like people do not do coke that are black (laughs) can we stop this and it's the people that do it the most that say they don't and that's a dangerous (laughs) part because like like they're the most insane people I like, okay, am, I'm done. And that's no, all no. I'm going to say on it. That's all no, I'm going to no, say I'm tonight. Gonna, I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> I'm just like looking to all four corners of the room to decide how to answer because They're the I'm most bundled. The ones okay. that hate it. Because, okay, let's stop. Okay, Wait, can stop. we also just, we don't have to go in depth, but let's yeah. just acknowledge in my um, attempt to be empathetic mm-hmm. to black subjectivities. It yes. hasn't always been the most accepted drug in the community. Exactly community here. It has not always exactly. been the I most. I mean, it led to crack, which was horrible. It led to crack, which became a vilifying, um, and a vilifying no tag onto the yeah. black culture. It, it led to the ter- a terrible interview with Whitney Houston and Oprah, where Whitney oh had to God. like identify the difference between crack, crack, and cocaine. Like it's these moments of, uh, yes. you know, I remember being in high it's school true. and. You know, I. First of all, do we need to pull up a Whitney? We should. We might. We not. uh, I think it's a Whitney. We might need a Whitney because. Let's pull up a Whitney. The last great pull up I had was Anita Baker. I think it's time for a Whitney. It's Whitney time. Because let's be real. I mean, she is the greatest artist of all time. Have you watched watched the biography? Because that shit's tear. I mean, I cry every time. She is the greatest because she is doing the thing that Billie Holiday wished she 
could have accomplished on a better drug that wouldn't have killed her. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. That is very honest. Okay, I'm sorry. There's there's a little bit of bleed over, you know, <laughs> with truth in that one. But, like, there, you know, in the sense where Whitney... I mean, it's really, really sad how everything happened. And I think that... But as far as, like... You know, like, um, Billie Holiday didn't get to, get to do her legacy present tense. Whereas, like, when Whitney got to live her legacy mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, r- like l- a little bit behind Michael. You know what I mean? Like, she was huge. Like, Whitney mm-hmm. was... Was Clive's star baby? Big. She was an huge artist. Yeah, and like, she was the one that got to live through. I mean, and god damn it, like, give me a bump once in the blue, and then it got carried away because like you get sunken into that, you know, and like, that's like it's a lot. You know. Well, there's also. I mean, I could talk about this for a whole other episode, (laughs) which we'll stop here, but. This is like speaking to the parameters that black people are given for to equate what is good and bad. Totally. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. And like other people telling us what we should accept as good and bad for it to like penetrate our aunties, uncles, grandparents, parents. Exactly. You know, like my art, my Caribbean family, the only you know, my grand, I love, you know, I don't, I'm not speaking ill of anyone in my family. I love them to death, but there's something to be said when the only photos on the wall are like the cousin who married the white man totally. and Queen Elizabeth. Like the queen is on the Period. wall. The, like the colonial presence is very real. And I don't fault my ancestors for ascribing to what they think they're yeah. supposed to act like. And I don't expect rebellion from anyone in my blood, but I mean, coming down the the lineage, you know, just like Caribbean wise, you have to deal with the fact that, yes, they were freed before everyone else. But the they are a colony. Yeah. The colonization was still present. Yo, they freed the slaves. I can only speak to Trinidad and Tobago, but slaves were freed tactically. Yeah, I'm Trini. Oh, you're ridiculous. I am ridiculous. <laughs> I'm Trinity to the bone. But mm-hmm. they, you know, reducing, like, re- reduce, re- um, <laughs> releasing slaves or provide, like, mm-hmm. offering land and exactly. or freedom so based this girl on has been ethnicity this is created a conflict. But Drake is here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. No, no. Here's the thing. Listen, Taryn, I said I wasn't going to talk about Drake. <laughs> slaves. And who owns land now and who got. Anyways. I'm about to get deep in Eric Williams. Everyone search who <laughs> oh Eric Williams goodness. is when you oh leave this Oh my goodness, pod. that's amazing. Um, but I'm going to uh, we not so... We went through. This was we such a great... Through. I could talk to you. <laughs> I could literally continue this conversation for five hours. But I also want to be respectful of your time and everyone's oh, time no, here. I get um, But full disclosure, we are... I, I am looking into a b-roll series starting from episode one because the first nine artists were not able to be in person so i'm thinking of doing a like round of second follow-up interviews with yeah people. totally and oh my god that would like be so cool like i'm into this uh format i think it's really interesting like 
I'm. I mean, it's now all I think about is Bernard Herrmann. <laughs> look at Hood by Air. No, totally. Like, like, like that yeah, was that like shit's, that's just like beautifully poetically hectic. Right. Exactly. And you don't hear the crescendo to the last thirteen yeah, seconds. Yeah, we just don't put it late. in there, but it's there. They're about and to murder you. Exactly. In the end, <laughs> totally. you've been calm for the whole time. People are whistling, and then the knife comes. It's like psycho. Totally, for sure. Um, such a great go-to song, Shane. No, but anyways, no. okay. Now, also, okay, go ahead. The man always dies in this, <laughs> as they should. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would. I just wanted to say that. That's it. That's it. As I'm they good. should. <laughs> um, final segment mm. of our chat together, oh which is God, the only other fire. prescribed. Yeah, rapid fire questions. On this, yeah, like with a twist. You have oh to be quick. There out. aren't. That's the perfect. That's what I. That's why I okay, wait till the okay. end. Listen, there's no, like, listen, no one listen to this podcast. (laughs) Don't worry. It's just us talking. Whoever's listening knows us and loves us. And it's like the best archive for when we are (laughs) in 10 years. We're at an award ceremony together. Totally. (laughs) And then someone plays a clip from the video footage that Taryn or Tom took. That's what I live for. Amazing. No, no. Who's about to be there for my studio museum? No. Acceptance speech. No, Totally. Um, I feel like at that point you just don't even say anything. You just kind that's, of that's walk why off and you just that's why Kanye is an asshole. I think yeah. and like people that I really respect, who feel the need to be really cold. Yeah, like thanks to <laughs> this plastic cup, right? Piece, you know, okay. The ad of the um, what is that? We're drinking red Wong wine. Gale. Here we go. Wangale, honey. I'm gonna let you pour no, some Wangale, and I have. <laughs> I think I have like twelve rapid okay, fires. Okay, I'm but ready. Like just like <laughs> be as rapid as possible. Okay, I'm gonna try. Just just to you know, um, you're gonna try. Don't worry. Just try. Just try. Yeah. Don't worry. No one's listening but me. Everyone <laughs> here is mute. Okay. Also, I love. Just want to reset the room that your sliding doors moment is a ballerina. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> rapid fire. I'm gonna give you two options. You pick one as quick as possible. Ready? Yeah. Hoodie or T-shirt? Quick! (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. What's your immediate reaction? Okay. Okay. Boot or sneaker? Boot. Drake or Kanye? Kanye. Cardi Mm. or Nicki? Nicki. Red or black? Red. LA or New York? New York. Hot or cold? Hot. Verizon (laughs) or T-Mobile? T-Mobile. Drums or flats? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know you eat chicken wings. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, drums or flats? Oh, I'll give the drums. Honey. Okay, drums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another hoodie question. Hoodie or crew neck? Crew neck. Madonna or Adele? Madonna. We talked about voguing, so I threw it in there. <laughs> Vodka or gin? Gin. Carrot cake or red velvet? Red velvet. Coffee, black or with cream? Black. Cheers. That's it. You did oh, it. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. That's the interview, actually. I like <laughs> that's actually the... Uh, un- the Drake and the, the Kanye one was... I'm, I'm a little torn. Listen. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to just give a wink to Taryn because... Mm. That's my way of sneaking in Drake and Kanye. This is the first Ooh, pod. Oh, you want to? Now I'm doing it. I'm actually okay. not doing the Let's thing start. I said I would Let's do. Start. 
No, no, no. We can't start, Shane. Okay, we can't. okay. We can't. Because okay. I didn't start because I start every fucking pod. <laughs> I have some reference to Drake or Kanye. Right, so I didn't do it. Start. I didn't do it I'm this starting. pod. Okay, so I let's talk about it. Can fire. we talk about this? We like, can, can we talk about, about like? We can talk about. We need to deal with it. I think that they both are doing it on purpose. They are doing it as a scheme, and they both know that they're releasing tracks and things around each other's um, album release times. And I actually think that they're, like, close friends. They are. And I think Kanye is not the person that he thinks he is. Because he's trying to be a Jay-Z when he's really more of a Stevie Wonder. Oh, those are great. Both great, though. And No, no, exactly. And I, it's not an insult. It's more that, like, Drake is definitely more of a Jay-Z, whereas Kanye is way more of a Stevie Wonder. And I think that they're trying to act like they're competing for the same thing when there's no competition. You know what I mean? I think the competition's fake. Let me play my Yeah, I think it's totally played. Right. It's like, come on. This is Stevie Wonder. This is Stevie. Tell him this. Did he miss? Junior want to not be on my... I can't really see where did I miss. Okay, she ate Extra New killers. Shot. But this is some Stevie Wonder shit. That's some Stevie Wonder shit. That's some um Clive Day. I'm oh, sorry, um Quincy Jones type shit. shit. You know what I mean? She's more of a musical girl. She's never been. She had a crossover moment, and then she got a little bit older, and then after Jesus was her crossover to being more of a musical dude. Mm. And that's it. Like she needs to just like admit that. You know, like that this is her musical moment. The things that she couldn't do while she was young because she was hiding her talent, now she can. And she's flourishing and beautiful Fair. soundscape. Yeah. And Drake is the trait. I've been hot since the birth queer. of my son. Oh, we're. <laughs> no, no, I, wanted to, I just want to say that's a gag. No, no, no. I do think he's a little queer, though. I think that, like, Drake is. He's a, cu- listen, shit, that's I'm a from, theater girl. So I'm from Toronto. I'm, I'm Canadian Toronto. Oh, right? Okay. I was raised in Toronto. I think Drake is just Torontonian. Right. I get called out often with his <laughs> slang. We do sound like that. I think it gets grouped into some kind of, like, you know, I don't want to give. Canada or Toronto too many Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) props that don't belong somewhere else but Mm -hmm. I feel like there has been more comfort and acceptance with a lot of things including sexuality and what is feminine what is not and has afforded people like Drake to be able to cross the line between Degrassi junior high yeah totally and growing up in a really rich suburb but being being able to claim the connection is is that area highly um emirates like is it um it's Kuwaiti? is it um i don't i i like what's going on with I would, that? Where Drake I know grew that up? This, yeah, exactly. I would just say oh, no, I, I won't yeah. make any major. <laughs> no, I won't make any <laughs> any sweeping claims. I would say that wherever Drake grew up is probably 
not very right with food stamps. Exactly. So this girl has been carrying. This is an actress. But Drake here's is the actress. thing. Here's the thing. Like, no, no. Here's period. okay. Listen, Taryn, I said I wasn't going to talk about Drake. <laughs> I know you're but wait, for it. one thing. I'm living for it because I actually really fuck with Drake. I love and it. I, no, love, I actually love it. I actually love Forest Hills Come Up. I love what he's saying. And I have to, I've said it before. I can't keep fucking saying I'm not going to talk about it. It's what I am excited about. I did work in a music. I worked in like the record store in Toronto oh. from 2004, 2007. I worked there when Drake dropped his first mixtape right it went like platinum in the like canadian grammy version which right. is called the wait wait uh fuck someone's gonna come for me for this the, um what's the canadian grammy Ugh, taryn we have to cut this Snow out queen? i'm too no Juno's. Juno's. Juno Awards. Cardi, Chocolaire, Socrates. Don't hate me. Um, But the Juno's were huge. Anyways, but Drake really, this is the last time, Taryn, okay? But Shane, but it's like new. It's from my guests. Whatever. Everyone listening, like fast forward if you want. Oh, no, we're going to read it. We're going to read. No, not like in a bad way. We're just going to talk about it. Read. We're going to read this shit. No. Zebra cats. <laughs> We're gonna zebra cast this shit. Um, maybe there were no food stamps in Forest Hills, but as much as there was, like, not some kind of realness come up for Drake, whatever, whatever that means. There was a lot of hurt. There were a lot of hurdles for Drake to yeah, get yeah, yeah. put on, li- like listening okay, and first selling. Mix and. Like, that's first. But really, like, really from the ground up, like, created his own team, had a lot of shade from the industry. No, yeah, Listen, totally. anyone listening from the industry who are my friends, no, I love y'all. And I'm not saying it was wrong, but at the time in Toronto, let's be real, and in hip-hop in general, that the culture goes deep of, it's like no. the haterade, you know? This is why he's he angry. Some shit. And this, this is why he's angry. So this angry. is why he talks every he's album about, so y'all angry. didn't come for me, now I'm, I'm coming it. up. Y'all didn't know me, now I'm blowing up. Like, everything is this about This is him. why he's so I just, angry. I just freestyled that, by the way. That is not a Drake and line. I'm, you know. He's angry. And all, I, all I'm saying, <laughs> this is the final wrap-up. All I'm saying is, I understand why he's angry. No, I don't sure. think he came... You know, let's talk later about why him quoting Section 8 bitches is a problem because you didn't come up in that world. But that's hip hop. No. We'll talk about that fakeness all the time. No, exactly. And like, you know, 21 Savage said it the best the other day. I love 21 Savage. First of all, the queen. 21 Savage is a prophet. Like, fucking prophet. Like, let's talk. 21's last album? Seriously. Period. Like, let's talk about it. He said, these old school niggas is bitch. And they are bitch. Going from J okay, I'm gone. The <laughs> looseness. But going from a specific category of rapper to a, they were talking about things that they had seen. And I don't get why the scrutiny has to and um begin and end with Drake, right? And at the end of I have my own discrepancies with that. It's because Drake came in soft and I wanted him to stay soft. I yeah. wanted him to be the nigga that was going to sing me to bed. You know, I'm sick of him wearing fake Tims and, like, putting oh, on fresh shit. socks every two hours. Like, I'm sick of it. I want him to happens? 
give me a little bit more of the songstress. You know what I mean? Like, he's an actress. You know, he's, you know, he's playing a part. Like, and we're buying it, which is great. And I think it's really cool. But at the end of the day, you know, like, even him being, like, a Nike nigga, that's an acting moment. That nigga remember bulked that, up. Remember was he that? was skinny? Remember he that video? Up. Remember that video when he, he was playing 21 Savage in the background? Um, yeah. Um, remember that I video mean, when Drake, like, um... One man army pulling kid dog. Talking not your neck, get your tattoo. I'm a killer whale, you a tadpole. Nigga, you got asthma, you don't want smoke. Who like, won't cancer? They can't take it. There's 21 Savage is still a He's the shit. He's the like, shit. Actually, um, that's an artist. Like, she needs to be in artist. a gallery. Like, for real. I mean, what was that Drake song where he's going up? He's like, I've been moving commas. Ain't no trouble with me. Oh, my God. Um, Wait, what is that? God's, no, no. God's plan? No, but that's not it. That's not the song. Anyways, it's his first Nike endorsement. But he's wearing right. the gloves only. And he's going up CN Tower. And that video ended up me sparking launching a blog remember when everybody had blogs and tumblers <laughs> yes. i had two that were memorable one was called oh dear oh if anyone can find how i spelled <laughs> it you might still see the tumblr post Ooh. but it started with drake Scandal. with him mm-hmm. wearing these nike gloves going up the cn tower and he was talking about catching a body and i heard the line and i was like nigga what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about you are not catching a body Maybe no, people around there. you, but it, was, but it was like, I was like, oh dear. And it started this whole thing about me writing blogs, but full disclosure, I will ride for Drake. No, let's talk, let's talk about Licky Lee. I love Licky Lee. No, let's talk about like on the first Drake mixtape, Licky Lee was a sample and it was like a featured artist. This is what I'm trying to say. He, he is what we were talking about a little bit earlier, right? Where it's giving you the thing that you think it is. Yeah. Actually, this is like a good roundup because, to be honest, he is kind of like a dis- he's a Walt Disney. He is giving you the banshee kind Yikes. trade imagery, and he's being like, "Damn, I look hot. I look Arab. I look, you know, I look mixed. I look Jamaican." And you know, we know he has meat. Every we know just he anyone has who's not looking into this room, okay. every <laughs> word that Shane was giving, I was like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh." No, but okay. we know, you know. Drake has cock. Let's talk. And then, okay, let's stop. That's no, Drake no. has a thing. And, you know, it's a thing that, you know, and, you know, it can be disguised as whatever it needs to be disguised as. Sure. It's very multifaceted in that sense. And he is, when you enter college, that last prom before you enter into your freshman year of college, Drake is every nigga's best friend. And that's why Drake will never lose. He is the freshman nigga. He is the nigga that He's a nigga. He's doing you that know what shit. I mean? And like, like he is the freshman put nigga. Put on your like, people, put on 40, put on Ollie, put you're on You're going to put on we, bad clothes. Like do that shit. You're going to do Have a secret baby. Get in a beef with <laughs> Meek and Pusha and you <laughs> win. But like you win the you win the rap battle though like I respect like nobody thought you could bring Pusha it and you did. Is someone I you also don't play with. have Pusha you ever heard this? Love this is my favorite oh, Likey Lee. Does anybody so know I hate Rick, Rick Ross? Ross? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick Ross is as you know. But Likey Lee does this amazing do cover. Rick Ross has a good um video that I have to play for you later. 
make it off air because I can't <laughs> give him any air time. But no, um, no time. As we start to wrap, I will just reference this amazing Likey Lee moment where she partners with some of the greats, including tri- she did a whole Tribe Called Quest performance where she did like TCQ. Um, yeah, in, uh, instrumentals. Well, she's Can we mention one thing before we close? Yes. Can we talk a little bit about Kim K on SNL? (gasps) No, because I've only seen I've only (gasps) seen the intro monologue. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to watch. Girl. Okay. 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 You have to see. Okay. But can we like? I don't. Girl, it's giving me like we need to like reform it. Like it's giving me like the makeup artist needs to cool it. I don't want to obsess with what she looked like in the. Opening monologue, but it did look like. What is going on? I what mean, is going on? What is? I love Kim. I I, I love no, Kim I'm too. A Kim girl. I'm a, I love I'm a Kim. Kim girl. I love Kardashian. But I just I've feel like from start to finish. My thing is this, right? Like, let's talk about how Kim is relevant, and I think that Kim is a mean girl. And I think mm. that trying to bring that out of the dark, you have to be in a Lindsay Lohan moment. You know what I mean? You can't be doing this thing where she's like working with other people that are nice. She has to be around all bitches. The cast should have been like only bitchy. And because it wasn't bitchy, it just came off like, um, I think Kim is like, she needs to redo the Mean Girls. Let's just say that. I think okay, we, that's she, fair. I think that's she needs fair. to redo the Mean Girls. And, you know, like, I, and does she look excellent? I'll think about it. She <laughs> kind of does, though, right? She no, looks I excellent. I just think that the beat doesn't match. Okay, so she has an Instagram beat. And the Instagram beat doesn't match the TV beat. And they need to... You guys need to cut this out. No, no, no. We'll we'll decide at the end. We might leave the whole thing in. But wait, let me see if this is the song I wanted to. Do you know this is Kylie Jenner? Stop asking questions like you care what I think. Cause it's me that you want me. What what you call the Trump song? The Tiffany Trump. Yes. Can we play that? What is that really good (laughs) (laughs) song? Yeah. 
the shine inside of these walls. No, it's not that one. Um, before I close things off, mm. I want to ask, do you play an instrument? I use... And let me just, let me okay. just reset the room. Mm-hmm. I say I play instruments. <laughs> Yeah. The way I play the trumpet is I can play a scale in A minor. Yeah. So <laughs> don't worry about how well you can play the okay. instrument. Like, can you so blow a scale? Mm, um, the trumpet. Or any instrument. The trumpet, I can, you know, rip a little something. Mm. And obviously the drums. Um, And what was the most crazy thing? I mean, like, I know. Okay, so... um. I have this thing where I know how things work, but I don't want to do it because it's too corny for me to action. Or it's like a bit of a reach, or I think I look crazy doing it. So, like, for instance, like, Spanish is actually my first language, Mm -hmm. and I get it. Benvenido a la casa. (laughs) Is that how you talk to speak Spanish? But yeah, exactly. I do it like that (laughs) just to like be crazy because I don't want to get into like the tongue. So I know how to play like a little piano, but it's like very, I know how to like call notes out and stuff like that. But that's kind of it, you know. Most my my dad was a drummer. I'm a drummer. That's I'm not more of a beat it. queen. That's pretty yeah. awesome. You should like score the next shit. I mean, they always try to make me do it, which is fun. Um, and I, I've had fun doing it. But it's just like, you know, I love to be objective. Because you're too close. It's your yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I want to judge. Well, maybe we can collab like, on something. Yes. Oh, my God. We should. Everyone totally. heard it here first. Yes. Hit the archive. And also, these um, these dinners that you're having. Yeah, you're coming. Yeah, I need <laughs> to come to a dinner, honey. Honey, you'll come to all the dinners that you like, want. Yes, okay? I like that. Sounds so cool. For the first time, I'm able to invite people to <laughs> dinners and have dinners oh, yes, and have exactly. staff. Totally. And put, let's like break it down. And to I'm the not going down anymore, so you don't have to worry about me. You know, bringing any, you know. Co nineteen type of violence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not I mean, worried. Weird. I'm not worried. I mean, it's weird because, like, you know, everyone that had the vaccine that that I knew got it. Not me. Uh, no, 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 not like that. Not like in the in the um the the ball that we were in the in. ball, right? Because you know, right, right, it right, happens right. in like balls. Because it was too close. Know? But you know yeah, what? Yeah, you know. It's time for boosters. And it's time for exactly. safety. No, totally. And it's also time for <laughs> shout out to Shane. What's up? Thanks Ooh. for coming out. Shout Ooh. out to Taryn. What's Ooh. up, crew? Everybody shout ah. out in the room. Montez Press. Um, <laughs> thank everyone for being here today and this evening. And thank you for your time. And stay tuned Thanks. for the B side and the B roll. <laughs> thank you, oh y'all. My.